You're listening to SoFloRadio.com. And when the day finally came, I was ready. I felt so confident that all I had to do was present my case. And we have documents, one of which is a report by retired FBI agents which completely absolves Mr. Rothstein from any wrongdoing. I'd like this mark. Pardon me, Counselor, before you continue. No, I want to have this mark. This, uh, this commission is prepared to act on a motion denying the Rothstein application. Denying. Do I hear a motion seconded? Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, I second the motion. Do I have a vote on the motion? Mr. Chairman. Aye. 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 The ayes have it. This hearing is adjourned. You guys have to be kidding. Adjourned? What do you mean adjourned? Mr. Chairman, please. Mr. Chairman, Senator, you promised me a hearing. You won't allow me a hearing? You didn't even look at the FBI reports. When you were my guest, Mr. Chairman, Senator, at the Tangiers Hotel, did you not promise me that I would I have a fair never, hearing? I was never your guest at the You Tangiers. were never my guest? I never comped right. you? I don't comp you at least two or three times a month at the Tangiers? I, I'd like to answer that at this time. Myers. Mr. Rothstein is being very typical... To this point, he's lying. The only time I was at the Tangiers was when I had dinner with Barney Greenstein. Was I at that dinner? Just tell me. Was was I at the dinner? Was I at that dinner? You were wandering. Was I at that dinner? You were in the you were in the building. I was in the building. So you know damn well I was at that dinner, and you swore to me that I would have a fair hearing at that dinner. Did you not? Did you not? Well, tell me I was at least at the dinner. Allow me that much. Give me that much at least. Yes, you were. Yeah, thanks for not calling me a liar, son of a bitch. Good afternoon, welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. And as always, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering, the man who makes sure that our groove is sad and smooth, me compadre. Ostrichus. Thank you. Thank you. My microphone's far away. Yeah, man. Of course, every Groovathon emerges. From an attitude of gratitude, mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live. Download the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? I'm doing, uh, you know, a melancholy. Yo, but, winter, uh, winter. Know. Oh, it's in, a beautiful. Oh, my Lord. Oh, wow. Yeah. Model this. I was I was asking you if you engaged in your annual tradition of not watching the Super Bowl. Congratulations. I, I did. Um, I, I it was did, a great game. I did it really work. was. It I, was I heard that. I watched the news, and they uh, everyone was very excited somebody about was, it. Somebody was asking me why, you know, who I was rooting for. I was rooting for the for the 49ers who lost, unfortunately. And I was rooting for them for two reasons. One, because I wanted Pelosi. Oh, now I know both the teams that were playing. Thank Just now. <laughs> all of it. Just now. Up, up until now. I, wanted, I only knew one of them. But the other thing was that Kansas City, they used that same fucking 
But that's not what bothers me about that. That's what the Atlanta Braves use, and I hate the Atlanta Braves because I'm a Mets fan. So it reminds me of like 10 straight years of the Braves winning the NL East. Luis Rojas, brand new uh, coach for the Mets. Thank you. By the way, uh, I've been watching the news. You know, I know you've got a thing for uh, band names. Do you have a brand brand new band name? Yes. Okay, so I have a a brand new acid funk trans hop band. Okay, trans hip hop band. You ready? Okay, yes. What's the name of the band? Yeah, we're called the Wuhan Virus. Oh, oh. Yeah, baby. I knew you had to get a Wuhan joke in there. I just I had to get the I Wuhan. I didn't think it was going to be like that. I was thinking about Kung Fu, the song Kung Fu Fighting, where he goes, Wuha, got your motor check. Carl Douglas. Yeah, Wuha. Yeah, I'll tell you the thing. Of, of all the, first of all, what are the odds that this is starting to affect business in Chinese restaurants? Oh, I, I get very excited when I hear about viruses and plagues. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I really I really do. And I watch that. I'm very fascinated. I watch the map, and every time I, I see the number tick upward or a new, a new oh, pin yeah. in the map, I get really excited. I start to rub my nipples because uh, that could be that, – that's what the world needs. It's Malthusian. This is what Malthus said was required. He said that we cannot – Malthusian proclamation, his theory was that – Humanity cannot continue to exist in the manner that it is right now without of one of, without one of two things happening: either a worldwide pandemic mm. such as this, sure. wiping out literally two billion people, right, or yeah. we figure out a way, okay, to more evenly disperse the bounty of our of our. You know, of our planet. And he said the second thing ain't going to happen, so we're going to, you know, that's Malthus. Right, but even even if we do, we got to put the brakes on. Oh. Every Everything that is bad that is happening in the world is the result of too many people. Yes. And you can just trace it all back to that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you reduce the number of people, you reduce the greenhouse gases, yeah. the carbon, that's the pollution. Looking, well, I'll tell you something. Every, everything. I told you about my conspiracy theory. Right, mm-hmm. is that this is you know this is us? We went over there and created this in China. It's perfect. Now everybody's yeah. We're not that China. we're not that clever. I know. You know, I've been warning them about this for a long time. They didn't want to listen to me. I mean, stop I started eating bats. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, it started with stop eating dogs, <laughs> but they wouldn't listen. Well, you don't like Shishka puppy? No, I don't. I like Google uh, guy. Google guy. They can they can eat cat. General? That's okay. Really? Yeah. General, General cats. General Chow's they're, poodle. They're everywhere. I they, love the General Chow's poodle. They litter the, litter the spicy, neighborhood. Spicy yeah, dog, the General Chow's poodle. It's because they don't have um, <laughs> rescue cats. They don't have rescue. You cats. know, when there's an earthquake, they don't have the rescue. Hey, when cats. I was out on on the Big Island, man, let me tell you, the place was lousy with the uh, feral cats because when uh, Cook came over, uh, yeah. and landed in what is now Captain Cook, Hawaii. Mm. Uh, on the big island, he brought rats with them. And so in order to combat all the rats, you know what they did? They brought in... Uh, they brought cats. Yeah. They brought in the... Uh, whatchamacallit things? Not the lemmings. The, uh, I don't know. They're like... Civets. Nah, th- whatever they are, they didn't work. Okay. They, they slept at night when the rats came out. So then in order to take care of okay. that, they had to bring in the cats. Yeah. <laughs> so now the island is like lousy with feral. I mean, there's feral cats. This everywhere. this neighborhood is lousy with cats. I drove one off my front yard. Dude, and you, don't, poop in you, there. Have, you literally have no idea what it's like to see an island no. chock full. There's like no roving 
Roving gangs. Gangs of cats. Oh, please. There you go. So the Chinese can continue eating cats, but leave the bats and the snakes and the orangutans out of it. They're they're building a 1,000-bed hospital, and they're going to do it in 10 days. 10 days. Okay. They got entire cities over there that were, like, built for, like, a million people, and they're empty. Okay. Yeah. This got me to think is somehow America, the greatest nation in history of, you know, history... Okay, mm-hmm. we have a homeless problem, even more of a shot. We got a homeless veterans problem. Are you suggesting we ship them to Wuhan? No, what I'm oh. suggesting is that why not reach out to all the vets on the streets in the big cities, offer them a chance to not only move to the heartland, but also the opportunity to help build a sort of century. Let's put them to work building a community they can take pride in. Well, Huge thing like if, that. I mean, I'm just saying, if they can build that. In 10 days, they can build a freaking hospital. The Chinese, thousand, yeah. 1,000 yeah. bed Yeah, well, that's the Chinese. In 10 days. The Chinese can do that. Yeah. Somehow we can't. I no. Mean, okay. No, we can't. We can't do it? No. And if you knew the homeless like I knew the homeless, you would know why. They're, they're, yeah, they're not going to be your labor force. Yeah, I'm talking about homeless vets. Homeless okay. vets. Okay. All right. Homeless vets. Okay. Amen, brother. Homeless Amen vets. Amen to the homeless vets. Homeless vets. Let's help them out. these guys... Do these guys don't want to work to build a better, better America. Uh, I, I would, I would, they did. I would like to think, but they yeah. already did. Nope, we're not, we're not like the Chinese. Ah, I got, okay, all right, all right. I got some quick. Also, animals. also, we don't eat uh, bats. We don't eat bats, and uh, whatever. I mean, there, often there was an animal that they said it came from. I never even heard of a fucking animal, let alone you could eat it. I never even heard of it. It was some animal. Mm. They showed these pictures in these cages. Yeah. What the what kind of market the, is this? The wet market, they call it. Yeah, wet. Yeah, what wet with you, blood and with blood? guilt and tears. <laughs> I've got some uh, quick shout-outs. Friends of mine, check this out, which I thought was incredibly cool. My friend Gene, who does, you know, composers getting drunk, listening to music. Mm-hmm. But he's also, you know, he's got the composer's concordance and sound liberation and groove possessed. I played a ton of his stuff mm-hmm. on the show. He, I don't know if he's back yet, but uh, like last week, you know what he was doing? Check this shit out. He was actually doing some uh, recording at Abbey Road Studios. Okay. Yeah, come on, man. That's all right. In the list of, you know, on the list of things, cool shit that my friends have done. Like my friend Paul Page got to rock out at Carnegie Hall. My friend Gene just recorded it at Abbey Road Studios. I don't know about you. I think that's cool as shit. Here's one. Uh, the North American Music Conference every year out in L.A. It's a big, big thing. I was talking about this last week. I was saying you know, mm-hmm. get these impromptu, you know, jam sessions. This was the one that I was listening to was the uh, Polka with Steve Morse one. Well, they give out awards. All the magazines, all the tech, all the, you know, the rig magazines, you know, and stuff like that. Well, friend of the show, Roger Sadowski, okay, and the crew at Sadowski Guitars in, uh, in Long Island City in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. 2020 uh, Winter Nam Show Base Gear Magazine Best of Show The Super P and Super J Five String Custom New York City Bass Guitar That was from Base Gear Magazine Then Music Radar Also Best Bass Guitar The Warwick uh, Sadowski Metro So Roger Is just leading the pack man He is leading the pack right there I'll tell you The, 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 uh, the Phoenix Open uh, golf tournament is uh, always the final day is always uh, Super Bowl Sunday. And that's out in Scottsdale, the TPC in Scottsdale, which I played. Uh, they they play in the stadium course. I actually there's two courses out there. They almost have the uh, desert course, which I played many many years ago, back in like ninety two ninety three with Dave Ellipson, and 
he had just come back from the NAM conference. And they always have these these things that they give out, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. He had the coolest shit ever. He brought back D.R. Dario, who makes strings, you know, guitar mm-hmm. strings and stuff. He brought back, they are the shape of guitar picks, except they have a little spike in them. They're ball markers for when you're on the green and you have to play. Oh, okay. And they're, they're, they all say Dario and they look like a guitar pick, which I was like, okay, that's the coolest shit I've seen ever. So we got to do that when... Uh, we were playing golf. Obviously, we've got a lot of shit to get to today, though, right? I mean, oh, we do. Oh, we do. You hey, said you were going to entertain me. I can't. Wait. I am. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, let me see. We've got stuff today, including some members of Bernie's battalion say they'll go even more batshit crazy than last time if they don't win this time, and threaten to conjure the ghost of Jill Time, Jill Stein. Oh. From that time when she conjured the ghost of Ralph Nader's conjuring the ghost of Sam Giancana. Okay. Oh, oh don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'll make book on Bolton's book, Breaking the Record for the Most Pre-Sales on Amazon, as well as let you in on what book will eventually break that record. All right. Uh, the most potential. You remember Celebrity Deathmatch? I do. That was a great. Okay, I've got the most potentially entertaining celebrity death match of 2020. Yeah, Giuliani versus Dershowitz. There's your celebrity death match. Also, a special Groovathon investigation from our right. from our from our GAT investigative team. What the fuck is Ted Cruz up to? Okay. Plus, Sebastian goes to spin class. Megan comes to dinner, and later on. I'll kick Orwellian prognosticators to the curb by explaining why I think it was Cronenberg who really foresaw the shitstorm we're in today. Okay. I've got I've got proof of that coming up a little bit later on, of course. All of that is going to be bathed in the finest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. It is just past two o'clock in the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood. Florida, that is. Means it's just past 9 a.m. on the Big Island. Aloha to the Ka'u crew. Just past 7 at night, Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne, Lisbon, and the rest of Western Europe. And it is just past 9 p.m. in Istanbul, Turkey, which remains under a groove quarantine. Oh. Pending right. Celeste's return from uh, her vacation at Centcom. All right. She's vacationing at Centcom up in Tampa. Yo, Gramps, Master Flash, are you ready? To, I'm ready. I'm you. You ready to lay down the law? Let's do you it. You ready to bang your gavel, as it were? Oi. <laughs> Saddle up, y'all. It's the Groove of Dime at SoFloRadio.com.
remember, I'm going to go to spin class tomorrow. I said, okay, I'll come. I'll come to your spin class. I've never done this before. But I went. This soul cycle, whatever it is, right? Yeah, see, everybody gets so hopped up. I go to the one in L.A., everybody's fake positive, right? They come into the class. What's going on? How's it going? Are we going to do this today? Okay, relax. Relax. It's a class. It's a spin class. So right away, I'm bothered. I go, babe, I got to get out of here. I'm like, I, can't, I can't do this already. I'm upset. She's like, come on, let's go check in and get our shoes. I said, shoes? What is this? Bowling alley? Everybody's got these special spin shoes. So they're all walking around. So I start the workout. The, 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 the class didn't even start. I just start in on my own thing. I ain't waiting. If I'm there, let's get the thing going. I'm cooking. So now the teacher comes in. This guy was way too happy for what was happening in the room. It's one of these like real positive teachers. He's like, all right, everybody. You ready? It's a Monday morning. Put your head down. Let's get rid of that mean boss that keeps bitching at you every time you come in. Let's get rid of that debt that you have. Let's shed that, that cousin that didn't come to the holiday dinner. I'm like, gee, how bad is it in here for these people? I'm just here to get rid of the cheesecake I had last night, not the abusive father. What the hell is going on?
grew up like, very athletic. She grew up in a family where they, they just they have a lot of time on that side. They got a lot of money. So nobody's doing anything really, you know? Everybody's really relaxed. Like when I went over there for the first time, I was meeting my, my wife's family, and like like everybody was home. Like on a Tuesday at 2.30, I go, why is everybody home? Like no one works over there. They just, you know, I, I'm like, what does your cousins do? I, I don't know really. I don't uh, really know what they do. I think they're in advertising, but I don't really know what they do. They're so relaxed. They're the type of family that when they graduated college, they took a year off to go find themselves. Do you know people like this? They graduate and they go backpacking through Europe and stay at hostels like they're broke. They go find themselves. That shit don't fly on my side. When I graduated college, I couldn't tell my father, Dad, I'm going to go to Europe to go find myself. What do you mean, go find yourself? I found you. You're right here in my house. Where are you going to go? You want to see you? Go look in the mirror. You got no job, and you're in my house. I found you.
Chocolate Watch Band, are you going to be there at the Lovin'? That's from their uh, first album, No Way Out. Uh, I'm trying to remember what song was on that. I don't know. There I like some, that name. What, Chocolate Watch Band? Or yeah, are, yeah, Chocolate Watch Band. Yeah, are you going to be there at the Lovin'? Came out in 67. Before that, Poets of Rhythm, Practice What You Preach From, Practice What You Preach. Their first album came out in 93. Yeah, funk from Germany, baby. Trains run on time. They get a little funk going as well. Before that, Sebastian Manikowski. He's got an entire Netflix uh, comedy special. Fucking hilarious shit, man. Seriously, it is just fun. The guy is really funny. What do you mean, find yourself? I found you. You're right here. I found you. <laughs> I, just, I just think that is great. 
Um, for that, yeah, Brian Ferry driving me wild. That is from Avonmore, which the album he came out with in 2014. Uh, some really interesting people on that particular track. Nile Rogers, Johnny uh, Marr is on that. Marcus Miller plays bass. Some other people on the album were, uh, who else is on that? The Flea plays on that. Okay. Uh, Mark Knopfler is on that. Uh, Ronnie Spector is on that. Maceo Parker. You know, uh, what's his name? Hang on, I wrote this down someplace. Uh, Andy Gill, guitar player from uh, Gang of Four. He just died over the weekend, man. We played a bunch of Gang of Four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just thought I'd bring it up. Before that God Lives Underwater, No More Love. That came out from, uh, that's literally the first one he came out with. came out in 95, those guys, those cats from uh, outside of Philly. from a, a movie soundtrack. And then... Um, they put out a three-song EP, and then they finally came out with the album. Before that, Africa Bombada with James Brown, Unity Part 1. That is from an album called The Third Coming. came out in 2001. It's remixes of uh, Africa Bombada's Soul Sonic Force, um, 80 through 85 stuff. I actually saw Africa Bombada and Soul Sonic Force uh, open for Black Uhuru at the Palladium in New York. That was a cool show. You heard those rumors. What, about Africa Bombada and being a bad person? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I yes, have heard yes, the rumors. Yes. I'm scurrying right back. Alas. You've heard those rumors about James Brown and, you know. Well, yeah, but, right, yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless. Hey, you know, this is one of those things where I, I scurry right past that. Yeah, but, you know, the music, uh, it's not the music's fault. It's not the music's <laughs> fault, you know. It, it's, <laughs> it's not on trial. The music's not on trial the here. Music is yeah. not, we've, we've, had, we've gone down yeah, this road. Yeah, I know. I'm going to scurry right, but it's, it's cool. The, uh, the people that did the, uh, the work on that, it's, uh, Arthur Baker really put that shit together. And uh, the other guy, that, it was like Arthur Baker, another guy, uh, uh, Bernie, uh, Bernard Alexander, who was like one of the cats that uh, was one of the original guys doing the work for uh, and wrote a lot of the tracks for Sugar Hill Gang. And uh, EPMD and he, this guy's this guy's discography is like the who's who of old school rap hip hop. He was there I, at the beginning. He put and so those two guys, uh, Baker and uh, and uh, Bernie Alexander, got together and remixed all this stuff. All of these early Africa Bombada songs from eighty to eighty five, and that's one of them. Unity Part One. The album's called The Third Coming. Kicking off the set, Black Country Communion. Dandelion from Afterglow. That was their third album. Came out in 2012. Yeah. In case you recognize guitar on that, you should. Joe Bonham also. On drums, you should recognize that. Yeah. Jason Bonham. It's one of those kind of pseudo super groups. The other guy, uh, Glenn Hughes, the vocalist on that. He's got, he's, that guy's got some pipes on him. So, what caught my eye recently? Well, here's one. The Groundhog. Yesterday was Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Okay. And, oh, yeah, I was telling you about the great commercials. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a great commercial for uh, for uh, Jeep, I think it was. Okay. The new Jeep. And it, had, it was Groundhog Day. And all they right. brought the, all the original people back, including It was very funny. Um, but, of course, he, you know, Puck's Tony Phil came out, didn't see his shadow. And so, or did see I, I don't. I don't know what it was, but we're supposed to have a sh- uh, short winter this year. I figure with the way global warming is and whatnot, some point or another in the near, very near future, Pucks of Tony Phil is going to die of heat prostration. Yeah. Living right. in that log, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's just dead. That's a dead gopher. Yeah, he's a dead groundhog. Of course, groundhog is what's causing the coronavirus, I'd imagine. A little sauteed groundhog? Oh, like I, I don't know. I can't wait. I can't. Yeah, malicious. 
So, books. Everybody and their mothers write books these days. You heard about this? Ezra Klein's yeah. got a book. Uh, uh, I don't know. The Polarized, you know, why we're polarized. Then there's one that the Phil Rucker book came out, him and the, uh, the other chick from uh, Washington Post, about all the inside stuff. You know, when he called the, the generals dopes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to, you know, thanks for giving me all the juicy little details. It's like a beach read. It's really, it's, it's National Enquirer for the president. Then there's another one, some cat and crystal ball, who used to be a Democrat. It's like, you know, one person's taking one side. Everybody wants to write their books. There's a book, book coming out, I believe it's tomorrow. I can't remember who, who penned it. It's called Election Meltdown. Okay. Everybody wants to write a book. Everybody's writing books. You know who's going to be writing a book any minute now, right? Marie Ivanovich. She quit. She's no longer a member of the party. Oh, I, I know. I saw it. It breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. On the other hand, Simon & Schuster's going to yeah, come. You know, you know Simon & Schuster's all over that action. Sure. I'll tell you what book I'd be looking forward to is uh, John Roberts' memoirs, particularly yeah. re- revolving. Because you have to understand something. No matter what you may think, John Roberts, at some point or in the very near future, is going to be a pivotal player in this. And I thought... I'm reserving judgment. No no pun intended. Uh, he, there's a lot. The, listen, I'm, I'm looking at him, right? I'm looking at him, and then, like I know that he could do so much. He could be a hero right now. And I, I have no optimism. I have he, no hope. You know what? It's I, he, I think in his mind, he is being a hero by, as, as Neil Peart said, yeah. if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. That's going to be the title of his memoirs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I seriously, I mean, that's... That, I'll tell you the one thing that uh, that I, I was thinking about. I mean, somebody out there has got to have done this. Put together a video of, like, the various uh, counsel for the president, like Dershowitz. When Dershowitz was basically, you know, doing his, his version of Giuliani, which is licking the underside, uh, you know, licking the president's taint on mm. television, mm-hmm. yet at the same time making no sense. How much would you love to have somebody like draw little bubbles over John Roberts' head while he's listening to Dershowitz make this absolutely inane argument? It's unbelievable. You got that uh, that that clip, the, the, the thing, the thing with the thing, the MP thing. Yeah, you got that? yeah, yeah. This is what I would imagine. You know, that afterwards they go off into the cloakroom. This is what they sound like. Oh, I've had a bitch of a morning in the high court. <laughs> Oh, I could stamp my little feet the way those councillors carry on. Oh, don't I know it, though. Oh, oh, dear. Objection here, objection mm. there. That nice policeman giving his evidence so well. Oh, ah. Uh, Beautiful speaking voice. And what a body. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, ah. <laughs> well, after a bit, all I could do was bang me gavel. You what, love? I banged me gavel. Oh, get away. I did. Oh. I did my silence in court bit. Oh, yes. If looks could have killed, that prosecuting counsel would have been in for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, those boys seem to get it right so often. Oh. Guys, you yeah, know, I miss them. I do too. Don't, don't, don't. don't what, oh, tie the court, court, court uh, in a knot? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching, you know, the, the, the Bernie supporters. I see them on online and stuff, and they're, they're very... Uh, enthusiastic, shall we yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. And there was this thing they they did a uh, some sort of you know straw poll, I guess it is, and I think it was like fifty three percent of people who right now are supporting Bernie Sanders say that if he doesn't win, 
Only 53% say they'll vote for whoever the Democratic Party nominates. By the way, side note, like we said on the last show, hey, Hillary, shut the fuck right. up and right. go the fuck away. Now, you know, we she's mad people... now than Bernie simply because she's got a gripe with him. I know, uh, but... You know, we accuse people of listening to the show all the time, and rightly so. Hillary should. should. She did oh, it. Yes. She should. She, she she needs. She needs. Yo. She this needs. is. They're gonna get him in all over again. Yeah. The, the lot of them. And let me say. Let me say this because I I I agree. The whole Bernie thing makes me sad. It makes me. Well, and these. Go ahead. Finish well, your the thing. thing. Yeah. The first six months of 2019. My literally. My entire Facebook feed was stuffed with memes and op-eds warning us to not, once again, become a, uh, a circular firing squad, you know? And it's all because, what I write down is uh, individual candidates each failing, okay, some purity test imposed by one of the other candidates. You know, whether it's ideological, you know, usually ideological. And yeah. I said, nobody's perfect, all right? So the so with President Trump as the alternative, okay, the perfect candidate is the one who wins. You can't govern if you don't win. And please spare me; it doesn't matter as long as McConnell runs the Senate sob story that everybody's going to run. Great, get him out of office. Stop wasting your time screaming and yelling and bitching and moaning. And here's the thing, okay, Bernie, and I'm, I'm Bernie to me frightens me in a way similar. To Donald Trump, and that is, and here's the thing, okay, I don't care whether or not your fundamentalist ideology is genuinely born of altruism, you know, I want the best for everybody, blah, 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 things need to be fair, I don't like fundamentalism, right, I don't like fundamentalism, okay, because it basically says, I'm right, you're wrong, I know, you I know. I'm right, you're wrong. I know this. Okay, religion is all wrong anyway, but I don't mind you having faith. What I mind is you telling me that if I don't, I'm wrong. I know. I'm I'm embarrassed for the Bernie supporters. And by the way, and, and I agree with you. I agree with you. I've, I thought you. I thought you would. I really. There's I, much to be sad and disappointed about with the with the Democratic yeah. Party, and I've had this problem with them for a long time. But you've said it before. A cardboard cutout. I'll vote for that. Right. That's my new bumper. Sure. Anybody and everybody. And everybody in every campaign. Anybody for Trump. Right. And 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 everybody in all of the campaigns, and 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 or not Hillary. Yeah. Should be supporting whoever the fuck. Yeah. God bless. Ev- Here's Barack the message. Obama hasn't said a word. Bernie, they're all shitting their pants because because Bernie got ahead in Iowa. Everybody, here's what I should be hearing from all the Democrats. Congratulations, fill in the blank. Yeah, we'll be here to support you. Fill in the blank. Whoever oh, the fu- that's what everybody not. should be saying right I'm now. I'm going to tell you who is going to be standing on a podium. And that goes for you too, Bernie and the Bernie Bros. You're not helping. Well, when the balloons drop in Milwaukee, yeah. Okay, you know who's going to be standing on that podium? You ready? Here's mm-hmm. the ticket. Bloomberg Klobuchar 2020. That's Perhaps. Just, that's what's going to happen. I Okay. <laughs> Great. And I'm okay with that. Bloomberg just released his new economic plan. And do you know what it looks like? Bernie's. Yeah, I know. Yeah. By the Roll way, back but, all the Trump tax cuts. Right. Taxing the rich. Listen. Spending more money on infrastructure. Hey, guess what, pal? 
I can get past the stop and frisk shit from like 20 years ago. I'm, okay, this is more important. Trust me. Mm-hmm. The, they're playing it wrong, the Bernie people. What you should be doing is saying, look, we're an easy target for the right. What we want is somebody who's not an easy target, and then we want to go in there once he wins and beat the shit out of him until he does some of the things that we allowed him to do by supporting him. We backed you because we expect this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. I'll take this and this. You know, yeah. Well, I'm sure I get it. I get it. I fucking get it. Fundamentalism has no place in a true democracy. I I agree with you. Good. I agree with you. Here, let me make some points about because here's you know recent development with, oh, the with Bloomberg and the, the, and the, uh, the Bernie thing. Things, you don't have to have individual. The, the no, I'm talking about, about about Bloomberg because everybody's everybody's shitting on him too. What? Oh, yeah, billionaire. He's another, another billionaire coming late into the race. Thinks yeah. that he can buy he his way in. Michael Moore's shitting on him. Sh- Michael, shut up. Everybody, like whoever yeah. whoever you prefer, stop shitting on the other guys. Yeah. All right, but here's some things. But they're already it's all there, there are things Fox I like. Is already on it. That's the listen. Thing. I, know, I know. I know. I know. I know. This is going to stop it. Bernie. They're trying they, to take it away from Bernie. That's going to be their thing. And they are, and that is not to say that Bernie is the best. All right, he's just. It is what it is right now. Yeah, but it's like all right. Hillary. Clinton they did it. They did it the last time. They hated Hillary Clinton right up listen, until she gave them a talking point. They right. <laughs> they did it the last election cycle. They had. Bernie filling up stadiums. Hillary Clinton couldn't fill an elementary school cafeteria. All right, <laughs> and and all you saw in the news was Hillary's, Hillary's, Hillary's rally. It was very frustrating for the Bernie people. There's there's genuine there's anger there that is that you, you know that they came by honest. Sure. All right, and and bitterness because and again and I agree with you about the fundamentalist thing. But the reason that Bernie and Bill Maher said the reason that Bernie's a contender is that he like Trump has an army. It's an army. Yeah, okay. You know what? I don't like armies. I know you don't. I know you don't. But the, observe the world as it is, and yeah. perhaps Bill Maher's but, got a big problem with me. We're going to play that later okay. on because he literally right. says one thing and then says the other thing. Well, like there's that there's that there's that there's the army, and then there's the other thing that I've been saying for a long time. That I've been saying for a long time. If we could just get a candidate that won't go near the guns for like just five minutes, yeah. you might win an election. And Bernie, he's a gun guy. Demo- the only Democrat. So, because and and he and he he puts a, a nice spin on it. He says he says my constituents and where I come from, you know, there there are a lot of sportsmen, and I and uh, I wouldn't have their support if uh, if I uh, try, try to, to you know make a move for their guns. He he understands. Yeah, Bloomberg the, is like the other the end of that. Section. Absolutely, he's been taking guns away for since before it was fashionable. He yeah yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, and that makes him popular with with well, with, with Bernie, certain people. Well, now the Bernie bots are gonna they're, they're gonna turn into like the people from Scanners because Please. they just changed the, uh, the the rules for the debates. I know. So he's gonna be in a look. You know what? Anybody but Trump, twenty twenty. Anybody but Trump. Okay. I don't want to okay. hear about how we stole it from Bernie. That yeah, tree, that's right. We're going to steal it from Bernie. The casserole I forgot to throw out last week. Yeah. For twenty twenty. I don't know. He's too. He. To me, he's too much of a Brooklyn schlep. I love him, but I'm sorry. I just don't want that no Here, later. You, you know why it, it's, 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 it's enviable. Here's well, a, a reason that, that the establishment hates Bernie, and that is that he, you know, he, he has, among the college students, he has two to one, the next, the next closest one. He's got like 45 yeah, to 27. 
these well this is this is the 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 core of the army this is his base is the young people and everybody try as they might they can't get uh, the young people like Bernie gets the young people and the reason that he gets them is because he speaks genuinely as if he gives a shit and that's what's resonating <laughs> listen he's he's acting as if he speaks as sure, if as if as okay as if you and, that's, faith and that's, that's what that's what fake it till you make it that's what they want to hear yeah I don't All know. Right. I just, I, I think he's got real plans. I'm and if Bloomberg you, copies, already, if Bloomberg copies Sanders, great. Yeah, Bloomberg, you know, anybody Bloomberg, but Trump. Bloomberg, uh, by the way, uh, I think they'd all be great. Well, here we go. Okay, so I've got, I've got a, a bunch of random. And by the way, something to be said about a billionaire who wants to tax billionaires. Yes. I, yeah. That, that wins my heart. Yeah. All right. Sorry. An actual billionaire. An actual billionaire. Yeah, a real billionaire. He's yeah, a real yeah. billionaire. That boy's a real Not billionaire. A faker, I know. Yeah. And by the way, like fat, he literally Donald. participated in like making a whole bunch of other people billionaires too. So the coverage. I've been loving the coverage to a certain degree. Brian Williams has had mm. some fantastic one on see during a break uh, after the debate on whether or not to allow witnesses, they were showing the Senate floor and you know they have that like that one camera. And uh-huh. so what they were doing is they were focusing in on like a bunch of senators talking while, you know, they tried to figure out how to coordinate shit with the White House so that Trump's head didn't explode. And Prime Williams, he said, the scene from the well while all this was going on, he described it as somewhere between a car crash and a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, he, he asks uh, Chuck Rosenberg, okay, he said, uh, didn't the founders say that the liberation shall finish by the kickoff in their founding documents? And Chuck Rosenberg, who is a former U.S. attorney and former head of, of Trump's DEA. Yeah. Okay, he goes, it was debated, but in the end it was left out. But I will say this. The best sentence in sports is pitchers and catchers report. And that's about two weeks away. So I have hope. I was like, there's a man I can vote for. There's a, that guy I can vote for. Claire McCaskill on MSNBC. She's been great. She has been so fun to watch. She really, first of all, she knows these people. She's getting tweets from senators live in the show. During, you know, while the, you know, when they're on break, they're mm-hmm. tweeting her and telling her what they think. It's, it was, it's fun to watch. The uh, Cuomo on uh, CNN, you know, he's like this guy. He's the new version of fair and balanced. And it's fun to watch him try and contort himself when he's got people. Dershowitz on the same night was on both CNN and Fox and basically said two different – he basically had one audience that basically called him on his shit and the other one that, that basically let it, let it all slide by. Here's one. You ready, who, you ready for a presidential candidate in 2028? Okay. He, he just – Oh, jeez. You ready? No, you're going to love it. We, I mean, like, we like this guy. Okay. Crow, Representative Crow from the great state of Colorado. He is a first-term congressman with a law degree, and he was in the Army Rangers. Okay, great. Served abroad. 2028, Democrat railed against it. He was talking about how we, how could you say that not holding up that those funds for even one day doesn't mm-hmm. matter? You know, eventually they got them. He's like, yeah, I remember being in Iraq where eventually we got armor plating for the cars. Right. But that wasn't after a whole bunch of IEDs killed us. Mm-hmm. Right. Eventually, we got yeah, I body to, armor. I had to explain this to somebody that said, well, what, what does it care? It's like, people die. Die. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the, by the by, 
Not only are they dying, they're dying at the hands of our adversaries. Right. Our friends are dying at the hands of our adversaries. But they don't see that. They're like Tucker Carlson. What's wrong with the Russians? You fucking asshole. Yeah. Oh, I'm rooting for the Russians. I know. I know you are. We're going to get to that later on. Yeah, we've got, I've got a whole thing on that because I've, I've figured it out. Uh, a couple other notes. Representative Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat of New York, he invoked the uh, Warner Wolf, who is a sportscaster, very fam- famous sportscaster. I actually interviewed Warner Wolf when I was in high school. He lived in the same building as me. And so I got to interview him when he was still with uh, ABC. I lived mm-hmm. on a block where they did all of ABC television, all the news, sports, everything was done right there. But he invoked Warner Wolf by going, let's go to the videotape. That was Warner Wolf's big line. Everybody knew it for years. This is like a big thing in New York. Okay? And the other line he should have invoked was, folks, you could have just turned your sets off right after that. You know? Like if somebody scores a run in the first inning and then it's a one nothing tie, that's what you say. Uh, Susan Collins and uh, Mikowski, mm-hmm. cunts of the highest yeah. order. Mikowski blaming it on the process. You fucking stupid bitch, cunt, whore, any, bitch, Any, cunt, whatever, whore. just let me, I'm going to say this. Susan I'm not going to do the right thing, and I'm just going to say this. Yeah. Of course she voted for for uh, for uh, witnesses, because she knew it would never pass, and so she'd never mm-hmm. be held to account for it. She didn't say a fucking word. Mm-mm. At least Romney came out and said, yeah, I want to do that. Lamar Alexander, he's not even up for election. He's retiring, mm-hmm. but he's such a good friend of Mitch McConnell this mm-hmm. motherfucker right. says, I'm not, I don't want witnesses, and basically says, look, I've just had eight people tell me about a bank robbery. I don't need a ninth person to tell me about the bank robbery. He admits the bank got robbed, mm-hmm. but says it's not and, quite good enough to reach and, the level of and a And that's blind. just it. If it's any consolation that, that the witnesses and the new evidence aren't going to get in, you do know that no matter what, that Trump himself could walk in there and say, yeah, I did it. Fuck you all. What yeah. the fuck? And they would still vote to acquit. I wrote somewhere down here. Where did I write it? The, I, I've said this before on the show. I'm me, so fuck you defense. Yeah. That's his defense. Uh, yeah, so it wouldn't matter if they added witnesses. Right, John Bolton, John Bolton could go in there with a recording. And, oh, I said that. Chuck, I, yeah. I've, I've been asking that question. Rand Paul, you got a what a righteously uh, indignant douchebag this guy is. He tries to out the whistleblower, mm-hmm. or as Sean Hannity would call him, the non-whistleblower whistleblower. Yeah. You know? Hey, they eventually got everything. Yeah, after they got caught, you fucking morons. Uh, I said the Democrat. I was I was happy. That I said, I said it's it's kind of sadly bewildering that the day has come when we're practically forced to rely on John Bolton and Mitt Romney to be the saviors of our democracy. Like that's what we were counting on, John Bolton and Mitt Romney. Hmm. Uh, he's, uh, I said what a day. the most disturbing thing that scurried right past us was Patrick Philbin, who described impeachment as the nuclear option and claimed it would set a bed precedent if the Senate were, to suddenly, were suddenly charged with, in effect, cleaning up the House's mess, and that this impeachment would set the standard for the new norm. Basically, what he's saying is, you know what? Now that you guys have tried this, great. Now we're off to the races. So we can treat impeachment, okay, the way we have now started to treat the filibuster. The filibuster used to be the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. Now it's basically it's routine, everybody. Right. <laughs> I said, how about... How about Dershowitz? Nice try, Professor Lapdog, but your but your little why don't you all pay attention while I teach you a little something sermon did not go well, not legally well. Claiming that abuse of power is too vague to be worthy of a specific article of impeachment. 
and they're trying to do so is like accusing a citizen of abuse of conduct. That's literally how his description was. I said it must have had Robert's eyes rolling on the back of his head and then falling out through his giblets. <laughs> okay? I said, never mind uh, Justice Stewart's, uh, was it Potter Stewart, about the pornography. Mm. He goes, I shall not today, today attempt further to define the kinds of material I understand to, intelli- to be embraced within that shorthand description. And perhaps I could never succeed in intelligibly doing so. But I know it when I see it. Abuse of conduct. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Describe it to me. Okay. Let me give you a description. <laughs> like, as a, for instance, when the president... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just uh, I said that uh, the fact is that we do have laws on individuals' abuse of conduct, and they generally stem from somebody uh, using their power to unlawfully influence or have influence over another. Okay, that's abuse of power. It's abuse of conduct. It's maybe Alan should spend a little more time watching the Weinstein trial coverage and <laughs> pick up a few pointers. Mixed motives. You like that one? They 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 threw that one out there for a little while. So you're saying, and I wrote, so you're saying that unless President Trump testifies under oath that his sole reason for withholding aid was for personal gain, you can't know what was what he was thinking otherwise, and therefore can't prove the first article of the impeachment. I said calling Mr. Kreskin. Many mm-hmm. Kreska for that one. Uh, I said it's like Dershowitz is trying to compete with Giuliani for the most ludicrous sycophant. Literally, he's now out there. Yeah, that was somebody. I can't remember who it was. But somebody said uh, it's a sad day for Harvard Law. Which, by the way, um, yeah, they ripped him. Yeah, they ripped him, and I think that just that's further evidence of why now U.S. News and World Report, I believe Yale Law is now number one. And Harvard Law is number two. Mm. Harvard Law was always a yeah, nice try. Dershowitz brought them all down. It's Dershowitz's fault. Here's an interesting thing with uh, uh, Bolton talking mm. about how Cipollone was in a room. My question is, can he actually be brought up on charges of jury tampering? That's a good question. I'll, you know. I'll ask a lawyer, you know. Okay. And then there is this. Okay. Ted Cruz. Mm. Now... <laughs> I am going to uh, – this is one of those things because I couldn't understand it. Okay, Ted Cruz, you have to go back here for a little while. I, I, I sent the investigative, the GAT investigative team out there to get all the info. I didn't write any of it down. None of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm winging this one. In, when he was elected in 2010, he came in with the Tea Party wave and he was immediately you know blustering the government shut down green eggs and ham blah 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 he was the guy and basically he spent six years in the senate during his first term basically becoming somebody nobody really liked nobody likes right. him. I know. they've all said they don't like him 2000 and uh no it was 2012 when he came in that's when he he was he came in that's when he was uh first elected in 2018 he fought off beto o'rourke beto was the new he was the Mm -hmm. new big swinging dick and the problem was he tried to swing it in a lone star state and they chopped off his giblets Mm -hmm. okay so now you got cruz he fights off beto o'rourke the house is taken over by democrats Cruz grows a beard, 
just like Donnie Jr. and Eric, mm-hmm. you know, that rough, that yeah, rough yeah, beard. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're lumber, rough. lumber sexual. Lumber sexual. <laughs> I'm a rugged man. He is. They all, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're growing those beards. So now Ted Cruz got the beard. Yeah. And for all of 2019, you didn't hear him. He didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Was there any? We didn't talk about him at all. No. He didn't have anything to say. There was nothing for him to say. Cut to this. On the first day of the trial, so we did our show two weeks ago today. The very following day, Tuesday, was the first day of the trial. Mm. They, that was when they started going over to, I want to, an amend. That's when they started doing all the amendments. It was amendment day. Mm-hmm. That was also the day that Ted Cruz started his brand new podcast. Oh. And the day he started becoming a regular guest again Hmm. on Fox News. And not just in support of the president's defense. It's one thing if he had done that. But he has been full-throated in his Biden Burisma Ukraine in the 2016 election. Oh, yeah, he's the new Devin Nunes. Yes. I said, dude, Devin mm-hmm. Nunes is going to be post trial, but now it's not. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing Ted Cruz isn't up for election for another four years. He doesn't have to court anybody, he doesn't have to court shit. He is on both the Judiciary and Intelligence Committees in the Senate, so you know he knows what the truth is. Mm-hmm. You know he knows. That this particular debunked tinfoil hat conspiracy theory mm-hmm. is bullshit. Is bullshit. He knows it. He right. knows it. Mm-hmm. He can scream and yell and rant and rave about, you know, appearances of impropriety mm-hmm. and nepotism being something that's bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. But his screaming and yelling and rant and raving here is that the president, President Trump, was justified in doing what he did because of that. Because of that. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Okay? Why? All he had to do was just shut the fuck up. He's not up for election for, uh, for another four years. He doesn't have to offer a full-throated defense of the president like these guys in the House do who are up for election every two years. He's got a four-year window. And yet, he has decided that this is the time to now come on every day on Fox, and every day on his podcast, and scream and yell and rant and rave about how the Bidens are behind mm. it, and Burisma is behind it, and the Ukraine right. was was manipulating, and they were in collusion with the DNC. And they were trying to right. take down Trump. Yeah. The, this is his thing. My question is, why is he doing this? This is not a stupid person. Princeton undergrad... Where, mm-hmm. by the by, I mm-hmm. might add, he was named the best collegiate debater in the nation. Like, whatever the frickin' mm-hmm. competition is yeah. for, for that, he won. Okay. He then went on to, what? Harvard Law. He is a constitutional legal scholar. This is not a stupid person. No, he's an evil person. He's an evil person. Yeah, I mean, Wiley Coyote. And you know this because... Wiley Coyote with a right. wall full of sheepskin. But... Here's the thing. I want to know why he's doing this because he's not stupid. For evil. Yeah, but no. No. No, 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 no. For Trump. 
No, 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 no. No? Okay. I think that she's got a, I think she's got a dog in a fight that we don't know about yet. You think he wants to be vice president? No. I think he did some nasty ass shit oh, back in the day. Uh, and we don't uh, know about well, it yet. Otherwise, all he's got to do is shut up. All he's got to do is where's go the, Dershowitz. Where's so the fun in that? Where's the fun in that? All he's got to do is say it I doesn't reach a level of impeachment. All he's got to do is say, I agree with him. I think that he should be allowed to do this article. That's all he's got to do. But instead, he is offering a literally from the mountaintop, full bullhorn, mm-hmm. everybody stop and listen to me, beyond green, it's, it's the green eggs and ham of mm-hmm. conspiracy theories. Yeah. Why? I, what? I, I don't think what? it's that complicated. I think, I he's, think just, he's evil. And, yeah, but, but, and he wants yeah, but attention. He's, yeah, but he's evil, but he's not stupid. He's okay. got to know that at some point or another... He owes Devin Nunes a favor. He owes Trump a favor. We're going to get in, a favor. We're going to get into why they're doing this after the next set. Day. You want to do a little group? Okay. You yeah, put this one great. together. Yeah, yeah. my groove. We love it, baby. The Gramp set. Oh, yeah. Get ready for the Gramp set on the Groovathon at SoFloRadio.com.
Babylon Babylon is staggering From Sunset Boulevard to Park Avenue to Paris to Peking From the dawn of history and on into the future Who's time? Opinionated idiots in charge of everything. Vocabulary seemed to be the opiate of the people. Who's time? And the hundred dollar billers For real dealers that ain't got no feelings Check it out now I got you stuck off the realness We be the infamous, you heard of us Official white folks murderers My mom comes equipped for warfare Beware of my crime family who got enough shots to share For all those who want to profile and pose Rock you in your face, stab your brain with your nose bone You all alone in these streets, cousin Every man for they self in this land would be gunning Keep them shook crews running like they supposed to They come around, but they never come close to I can see it inside your face, you're in the wrong place How it's like you just get their whole body laced up With bullet holes and such Speak the wrong words, man, and you will get touched You 
to put your whole army against my team in. I guarantee you it'll be your very last time breathing. The simple words just don't move me. You're minor, we're major. You're all up in the game and don't deserve to be a player. Don't make me have to call your name out. Your crew is featherweight. My gunshots will make you levitate. I'm only 19, but my mind is old. When the things get real, my warm heart gets cold. Another figure disease, another story gets told. It ain't nothing really. Hey, yo, true spark the feeling. So I can get my mind off these yellow bags, nigga. Why they still alive, I don't know, go figure Meanwhile, back in L.A., the foundation If I had to die, I couldn't choose a better location When it's stuck in a train, feel the burning sensation Getting closer to God, in a tight situation now Take these words home and think it through Or the next rhyme I write might be about you Son, they shook, cause ain't no such things as halfway crooks You're scared to death and scared to look, you shook This ain't no such things as halfway crooks You're scared to death and scared to look, you shook No man is safe from You can run but you can't hide forever In these streets that we done took You're walking with your head down Scared to look, you shook There ain't no such thing as halfway crooks They're never around when the beat cooks In my part of town, it's similar to Vietnam Now we all grown up and hold heavy on the cops control You better have the right gear ready Trying back me and get rock steady By the Mac 1 double, I'll touch you much to go home with, my skin is thick, cause I be up in the mix of action, if I'm not at home, puffin' live, relaxin', LA got to get me depressed, so I wear a slug proof underneath my guest, in the life filled with diamonds and guns, there's numerous ways you can choose to earn funds, but some get shot, locked down, and turn nuns, cowardly hearts, and straight up shook one, you shook, this ain't no such thing, it's halfway crooks, scared to death, it's just a shook one, this ain't no such thing, it's halfway So that's Everlast and Mob Deep, and I, I guess you know who Everlast was because you didn't know that this was a duet. I did. Okay. I, yeah. I, yeah. This is the first I'm going to do, uh, and thank you for letting me do the uh, the set there. I was I've very excited about okay. that. First of all, I don't want to hear all right. that. Okay. Right. I've been asking you for a while now. So anyway, yeah, I have this uh, CD, and it was the beginning, and uh, the beginning of a lot of things that were happening when when rap was starting to fuse with rock and you had like Limp Biscuit and all these guys were bringing turntables on <laughs> and so I've got a whole CD it was like one of the free CDs that showed up in my radio days it's called Loud Rucks Rocks and it was all duets they even got Ozzy and Wu-Tang Clan doing things together yeah, and I've, got a, I've got a whole folder full of that and stuff. a lot of that's pretty cool a lot of good songs hey, came out of that thank you Rick Rubin for that if nothing System else System of a Down with Wu-Tang Clan just really yeah. 
yeah. really good songs, uh, enjoyable songs like that, like we yeah. heard with Everlast and uh, and Mob Deep. So I guess you know Everlast from House of Pain. Sure, you yeah. Know, jump around and yeah. everything, and, and acting and everything. Very uh, cosmopolitan guy over there. And, uh, you know, Mob Deep is the duet uh, most famous for being dissed by du- Tupac. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, You're time really for some reason. <laughs> And um, I, was, I was looking at that. I was like, yeah. "You gotta be kidding!" That's it. That's their claim to fame. Tupac hates us, and that song. Yeah, but so, that's good right. enough for me. You know what? Um, Tupac is spelled backwards. Prodigy. Right? Half of the band died in uh, in seventeen. Prodigy. No, what is it? Kaput. Yeah, kaput. Uh, oh, oh. I'm gonna get that yeah. shot. Handy. So uh, yeah, one of the members, Prodigy, is Prodigy and Havoc, and Prodigy died. Yeah, Prodigy from the, died. Yeah, choked on, I guess, his own vomit or something. He was yeah, I remember, I remember when that anemia. happened. It was like 97, wasn't it, or something? Something like that. Yeah. We started the set on what's going to be a theme when I do sets, and that's uh, Brit bands, British bands. Ah. Because it, Beatles and Stones and everybody, British Invasion, it's like, no, the Brits, they just, you know, we got, the, that whole thing was flanked by good British bands, oh, or yeah. at least concurrent with, and Buzzcocks, uh, you know, when I think punk, everybody punks at Sex Pistols and everything, no, 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 no. the difference is, the Buzzcocks actually sounded good. Yeah, Pete, <laughs> that's not, I, I keep saying Drew the Buzzcocks, like you right. Had me Pete right. <laughs> good songs, good band, very, very, very listenable, so I wanted to, to start the visitation of the, uh, the Brit bands with, uh, with Buzzcocks, and if you ever, uh, I think we discussed it before, 24-hour party people, yeah. you ever see that yeah. movie? Where they, they have a mention and they make some cameos, Cameos in there, but uh, for me, people wonder how I can go from punk rock uh, to EDM, and I said because punk rock went to e- went fr- in, right there in Manchester, yeah, is where they were both uh, born, uh, more or less. I'm going to grind on my microphone because I don't, I don't, I don't hear, hear hear myself over here. And then uh, we were discussing we're the ones that turn our friends on to new yeah, things. Yeah, this band I'd never heard of these guys. Before. And my and I and I got a visual for you because man, I when I heard that vocal, that throaty vocal, I pictured this Alison Moyet kind of thing. Uh, oh wow, anyway, is that that? These are they, they're Irish. They're from Dublin. Little green Ireland, cars. Little green cars, and I'm they like just already. And they, they like, like, just look at how young and fresh little kids they are, and they, they've got a big fat sound. Yeah, she does. You know, oh, she's a got a big, voice on her. big voice, and they, they harmonize, and their other songs they harmonize. They're very vocal, intensive. And that right there is a standard four string Fender precision yeah. bass. I love okay. it. Jocko only needed four strings. Okay, but uh, they've got a lot of good songs, and they and they have a very unique sound, as you could hear. It's, yeah, little it's green cars. folk rock, indie rock, no, and, I'm and they don't. They don't much more does she I'll, got? I'll drag a bunch of stuff yeah, into the folder. Them, it's not. A, it's not her. It's like her. It's uh, her name is Faye O'Rourke and and Steve Appleby, and she shares the lead vocals. But they all sing. They all harmonize. It's a wonderful, it's a great song. Vocal. I mean, it's, it's, really it's a great set. music. And their other songs are like unusual. You know who they remind me of? Uh, like like. Like early Talking Heads. Ah, really? Talking Heads. When I first heard Talking Heads, I was like, this is unusual. Like, once in a lifetime. Sure. Like, this is unusual. Hey, man. David but it's Burr's good. A genius. We love Of David course. Burr. But, uh, you know, it became very normal for us later. So, so yeah, we talked about a lot of people are stuck in a rut and don't listen to new music. Yeah. That, and I was Yeah, rock and roll is dead. Fuck you. My ex is that, but she's the one that turned me on to Little Green Cars. Yeah, no, was, that's cool. Thank you for that. And then Tony O.K. I couldn't wait to tell you about Tony O.K. I'm so yeah. glad you hadn't heard of him. He's the most famous musician that nobody... Ever heard of? Yeah, and I, and I got a I got a picture of him. Like there he is, 1979, and the song uh, Live that in we New heard, York? 
Fools How is talk- it possible? I don't know this motherfucker. Nineteen seventy nine. It gets even more. It gets even more. Tony O'K, known as Stephen Krikorian, he's released eight albums. Okay, he's written songs that have been recorded by Al Green, Aaron Neville, Burt Bacharach, Bonnie Raitt, Chicago, Winona Judd, Vanessa Williams, and others. And he recorded two albums with the Crickets, Buddy Holly's Buddy band. Holly's band sure. He's got. He's he's very prolific. Wow. And and holy that shit, song. Possible? I know I nobody. And and that song, Seriously, like every other he's song, from New York, and he's from like New York, and live over the place. He's always like, working. This is when I spent. Basically you might have seen him, life. and you were just too fucked up to remember that's, that that's what was going on. I'll pull the up. list of people that are on. I'm sure. Yeah, that, that but uh, he's been active since 1963, playing with bands and doing solo music. And that particular album that that song comes on. Um, uh, is, they're all political songs. Wow. They're all like anti-establishment, anti-government. Wow. Um, and I and I was listening to this guy in Montana. Oh, all places. this cat in Montana. Wow, that must have fucking and, settled uh, the neighbors. And yeah, and we already talked about um, the, the Shook Ones Part Two, which yes. is a, a sing-along song. I I see the, you know the video with that bouncing ball, like the Mitch Miller. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Just, I'm uh, trying to remember the one for the kids. That, I'm trying to remember what band and what song that reminds me of. I for some reason. It's it's on the tip of my tongue, but I just can't freaking figure it out. So who the uh, the shook ones, the uh, mob deep or the little green cards? No, the shook ones. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's Tony okay It sounds different. like this guy. He's, I'll a, figure it out. Sounds later. like this one guy that you saw when you were too fucked up to remember. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So here we go. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay. I, I I really there's a bunch of stuff here, but I wrote down the what's old is new and improved Southern strategy. There is all I, I brought up earlier. All these people writing these books, and the one that that everybody thinks is is the you know the bee's knees these days is the Ezra Klein book. Um, why are why we're polarized or why we're so polarized? Something like that. It's it's you know, and he went you know, and he does a historical you know a march through history. Here's the thing, and I touched on this briefly on the last show, and. Ever since then, I've been hearing little teeny bits and pieces that are similar to what I was saying back then. But frankly, you know, I, I said that that uh, Trump was really, you know, he's the ultimate bitch. Every any single issue voter out there, he's going to go. He, you know, he loves them, and he's corralling all these people. But really, what really frosts my cookies are the Lincoln legacy. These people who are in the Lincoln legacy. Yeah. You're talking. You know these these Johnny come lately. Now we're we're actually decent people. It was okay mm-hmm. when you know, and really what we're looking at now is what happens. And I I have a ton of things to say about this. Okay, but um, one of the things that you have always harped on was, and I always say they've been fooled into believing. And you're like, no, no, no then no. right. Yeah. Okay. You got They're lying. Two, yeah. You got the two Bill Maher clips queued up, right? Mm-hmm. Play the first Bill Maher clip. Just What's great is, you know, I keep saying all year long, you know, you can hate Trump. You can't hate the people who like him. Yeah, I've heard you say that. Okay. Now, here's the thing. That's what he's saying. That, and that's pretty much what I've been saying. I don't hate all of them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but, but basically, he's saying... You know, don't don't hate the players, hate the game, kind of thing. Yeah, that that's his thing. Don't hate them, 
They're not bad people. You can't you can't hate these individuals for being bigots and racists and greedy, greedy right. douchebags. Don't hate them. Okay, now that was at the beginning of that of not the show this past Friday, but the a week ago Friday. That was that was during an interview he was doing with Megyn Kelly, and I'm going to basically bend that. I'm going to take her out back. Easy. The, I'm taking her out back to the woodshed. Okay. A little later on, and remember, I'll let the chips fall where they be may. A, be a gentleman. I'll let the chips fall where they may. Okay. Okay. That's what he said at the beginning of the show. Now, at the end of that very same show, mm-hmm. the same show. Yeah. Which, by the by, gonna have a Bible moment here. Is Bible? live. It's, right. it's a live show he's doing. So, forty minutes later, mm-hmm. during his new rules closing monologue, he says this. <laughs> so. The groundwork has been set. If Trump loses, there's zero chance he doesn't say it's a conspiracy by the deep state trying to take another rightful election from you people, my people. Yes, let's talk about his people. The ones who would rather burn the place to the ground than hand the country over to some pinko who's trying to give them health care. Because his people have a very different idea about how power is transferred in a democracy. He's not going to be removed. My 357 Magnum is comfortable with that. Yeah, the truck nut demographic (laughs) is not going to take it well. And Trump is counting on that. He once said, I have the support of the police, the military, the bikers. I have the tough people. But they don't play it tough until they, they, meaning the Democrats, go to a certain point, and then it would be very, very bad. Go to a certain point. And what could that point be where we need to involve the bikers? (laughs) And the other tough people. Like maybe you losing an election? Is that when we've pushed it too far? So my question to all Democratic candidates is, what's the plan? If you win, and the next day he claims he's voiding the election because of irregularities he's hearing about, what do you do? What do you do when the crowd that was in Virginia this week, 22,000 strong, marches on Washington? This is a scary moment. And when I've asked Democrats, what do we do if he doesn't go? Their answer is always some variation of, we have to win big. Win big, not just win. Vote him out of office by 25 percentage points. It's more than squeaking out a narrow victory. We have to defeat him decisively. We would need a landslide. Okay, first of all, no! (laughs) No! We don't have to win by a landslide. Jesus. Fucking Democrats. I am so sick of Democrats volunteering to play by two different sets of rules. That's the new paradigm. Republicans can win by one vote, but we're not legitimate unless it's a landslide. Fuck. (laughs) And two, do you really think it would matter if it was that they would suddenly get rational about math and facts? They believed Hillary ran a pedophile ring out of a pizza parlor. Hey, now, 
Okay. I heard but from this guy. Thing. At the beginning of the show, he's like, don't hate the vote. Don't hate the, uh, don't hate his I'm, voters. I'm pretty... At the end of the show, hate his voters. Right. Well, I'm pretty sure that when he said it the first time, there was some sarcasm there. I heard. No, he said it. He said it on a number of occasions. He's trying to make. I think this time he's he's uh, he's walking it back. You think? Yeah. You think he walked it back just a little, a little bit? bit. Like that truck nut. The a little bit. I heard the beep beep beep. I heard it. All. You heard the beep yeah. sound of the truck. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. He he makes some interesting points there. Okay, but I started jotting down some notes about. Regarding the Southern strategy as the genesis, mm-hmm. okay, of a modern constituency that is capable of warranting such fear in its elected officials that their brazen cognitive dissonance has become viewed as passe due to the parallax of partisan politics. So, you know, yeah, he was wrong. All right. I mean, that's literally what we've come to. And it occurred to me, okay, that what was first called they were first. You the, the term was dog whistles. Yeah, I don't. That was dog whistles. I don't call them that. Yeah, I call them hog calls. Hold on, it was dog it was whistles. Very loud. Yeah, but that was back in '64 with Goldwater. Right. Yeah, right. Okay? Yes. You know, you, you've got Bill Buckley playing the conservative, and then you've got the other guy saying, "Well, that's not going to be good enough because that kind of conservatism requires, you know, pragmatic thought. You have to actually have a brain. We're going to corral conservatives through dog whistles." But then it went from dog whistles in Goldwater to, and I always liked this one. I was I was doing some homework on this. Okay, during Reagan, it was called coded language. Coded mm. language is what they said. Well, guess what? Now it's fanatical call and response chanting. Yeah, I okay. call them hog calls, not dog yeah. whistles. Hog calls. Someone saying suey. He is the predictable manifestation of the entire country now being forced to reap what the Republican Party first sowed in 1964. This is what happens when you spend year after year after year after year courting truck nut guy, uh, yeah, courting racist guy, courting gun guy, courting vehement anti-abortion. I give money to Peter Popov mm-hmm. guy. This is what you wind up with. You wind up with Trump, and the reason they are so scared of him, okay, all mm-hmm. these vote, all these these uh, politicians, is not because it's of him. It's because of his voters. Mm-hmm. It's because they spent all the those years courting the miscreant electorate, mm-hmm. part of the electorate, the miscreant constituency, and now guess what? Like Frankenstein coming back, and I'll tell you. On the exact same show, Megyn Kelly, who he was interviewing at the beginning, okay, she told Bill Maher, quote, the country's going through something right now. Marginalized groups are rising up and trying to find positions at the table, equal positions. And that's a good thing. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. And I said, I wonder which marginalized group she's referring to. Is it women? Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. How about white supremacists? They're a marginalized group. They want to see at the table. Okay? She doesn't give a fuck about that. These are all marginalized groups that figure if one's in, we're all in. Trump has courted them all. Mm-hmm. And whether it's marginalized groups, you know, like the Me Too movement, or marginalized groups like White Pride Worldwide, mm-hmm. she thinks that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing they got a seat at the table. It's not a good thing because there are bad people on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. The Lincoln legacy. This is one of those things you see. I saw a meme that said Democrats haven't been this mad since we tried to free all their slaves. Mm-hmm. Haven't been this mad at Republicans. I was like, this is the problem with the are Lincoln legacy. Right. They are lending credence to these morons saying we're the party of Lincoln. Right. Trump goes out and says, stop, you're not. You haven't been the party of Lincoln since Goldwater in 64. Right. Okay. There was an ad I did, uh, that was done. It's called Confessions of a Republican. And it was run by uh, by uh, Johnson. Okay. In uh, in uh, in 64 mm-hmm. when he was running. You know, because he's from, he's a Democrat from Texas. Now they're called Dixie Dixie Crats. Crats. Yeah. Dixie Crats. But he was, you know, Kennedy had to basically put him on a ticket in order to carry Texas. And what happened was you wind up with a guy in a White House, once Kennedy's gone, who agrees with Kennedy. Who agrees with him. And it was when he stood up for the Voting Rights Act that Goldwater and then Nixon and every other Republican that has ever come down the pike since then has used right. a southern strategy of sure okay it's a divide and conquer strategy we're going to divide everybody and then we're going to take all these groups over here that we have divided we're going to get them all in one at a time and we're going to say we're going to speak to your issue and then we're going to speak to your issue and mm-hmm. these are all people who don't give a fuck about any other issue right the gun people don't care about anything else that's right they don't care and the We're, abortion people. And the right, abortion people. Right, and the right. low tax people. And the anti-gay marriage and people. And the anti-gay marriage. Right. All of them. None of them care about anything. I said this is uh, the Terminator. The uh, the single-issue voters and, and white mm-hmm. supremacists. It's a term when the machines became self-aware. Remember that? He was talking. He was mm-hmm. giving the history of the whole thing. And he gives like the exact time and date. Right. At which the machines. Skynet. Yeah, Skynet. Thank you. You're the you're the you're the yeah. You're the geek. I am. I am the geek. You are the geek that I rely on. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what it is. That's why. Okay. There was a guy who said I can't remember who. I think it was Carl Rove, who said Nixon would never have been impeached if Fox News had been around in seventy two, seventy three. Right. Of course not. Never would have been impeached. You got that clip, the Cronenberg uh, clip mm-hmm. for me. This is where we're at now. It's very essential here. What? Two years ago, it has been two years, hasn't it, Carlin? Why? To get you involved. It really does work on just about anybody. Anybody who watches it, Max. But why would anybody watch it? Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Why deny you get your kicks out of watching torture and murder? North America's getting soft, Patron. And the rest of the world is getting tough. Very, very tough. We're entering savage new times. And we're going to have to be pure and direct and strong if we're going to survive them. Now you and this uh, cesspool you call a television station and uh, your people who wallow around in it and uh, your viewers... Watch you do it. You're rotting us away from the inside. We intend to stop that rot. 
Now, there you go. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, George Orwell had one view, but Cronenberg saw the future. Fox News is Videodrome. Right, yeah. Fox yeah. News is Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He killed Brian, o- you killed Brian Oblivion, and, you know. Okay, Fox News, I have one. I, you can't handle it. I, I literally, had to, I called up a friend I, of mine, I Elizabeth, know. in Texas after I had watched Hannity one night. I said, oh, my God, it's a nightmare. I'm watching the uh, – there's some of their shows, though, are the, are the best. The uh, the Five. The Five? Mm-hmm. Okay. I wrote down the, the Five right now is awesome. Jesse Waters just claimed that the leaked Bolton info in the New York Times proves President Trump was only inter- interested in Ukraine uncovering collusion between the Russians and the DNC to defeat candidate Trump. And that it had nothing to do with Hunter Biden and Burisma. I said, that is some PR jujitsu whirling that, whirling around. I said, a whirling dervish would be jealous of that shit. I said, I also can't help but wonder if it was worth uh, the early onset carpal tunnel syndrome President Trump's supporters are suffering through after typing excuse after excuse after excuse on various Facebook threads for why they stood up for a scoundrel when all they had to say was, hey, he's a bigot and I'm a bigot and that's why I like mm-hmm. him. Then I wrote, oops, I- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say bigot. I meant to say racist douchebag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I said, at least Bolton's consistent in his belief that if you want to get someone to do something, just bomb bomb the, sh- bomb the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Just bomb them. Yeah. Bomb shell them into submission. And what's happening now, if you watch closely, is that all of a sudden Bolton, who was Fox's hero, bombed yeah. Iran. Bombed He's him. a liar. Okay. Yeah. Now... Their basically their strategy now, okay, was keep them off the stand, mm-hmm. keep the book delayed as much as possible. You got to like the fact that it's due to come out on St. Patrick's Day. Talk about the mother of all hangovers. <laughs> okay, that's going to create. But their goal is to basically give it just enough time so that they can smear him into the ground, so that by the time it comes out, nobody, you know, everybody who watches Fox thinks he's full of shit he's full of shit he was always a never trumper they're gonna call him an a- any day now Are you kidding they're right. gonna call yeah. him a never trumper you know that's gonna come out you know it is they're gonna read that book and say this proves it this fucking proves it mm-hmm. you gotta love the fact that they had that book back at the end of december they had this they've had this book part of his contract with the white house was that any book that he wrote had to be submitted for 30 days for, their, for them to get a read-through mm-hmm. before it went to publishing to make sure there was no top-secret shit in there. They're now claiming, oh, well, there's some top-secret shit. Nah. You mean to tell me that John Bolton doesn't know the difference between top-secret shit and not top-secret And ain't up to him, but nice n- nevertheless, they've edited it already. It's, hard. it's gone. At this point, Hannity and all are de facto co-conspirators Okay, mm-hmm. in this. And that if any employee at Fox News... Because he just did an interview with Hannity, the Super Bowl interview. Typical, you know, it was basically Donald Trump staring at the TV while Sean Hannity lovingly massaged his nutsack. A couple of chickpeas as such as they are. But if anybody at Fox News is aware of what the truth really is, okay, that the president and others had engaged in both a criminal and or treasonous offense and allowed Russian propaganda... That directly contradicted U.S. intelligence. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
they are now helping the president, you know, if they're doing this simply so that he doesn't get impeached and can get reelected, they're guilty of treason. They are now official yeah. conspirators. And the thing is, is one of the things that came up in the trial was that he has yet to claim executive privilege. Mm-hmm. He hasn't claimed it yet, and he won't. He's not going to. Okay. Here's why. Uh, tell me why. There's something called the crime fraud exception, which came up in 19, uh, I believe, 74 with the Nixon tapes. And basically what the Supreme Court said in a nine-to-nothing decision, unanimous decision, said that you can't hide behind, you know, I think the fig leaf of executive or um, attorney-client privilege, okay, if the privilege is being used to cover up the underlying crime. It's called okay. the crime fraud exception. Okay. There's also uh, 18 USC 381, which that that involves uh, that's the the statute for uh, the foreign gaining foreign uh, you know uh, the profiting from foreign influence and stuff like mm-hmm. that during elections. 18 USC 381 Part eight. There's a whole thing in there about that, but it's the crime fraud exception. Okay, basically, what would happen if he said, if they said, we're not going to allow you to publish this book. Okay, executive privilege. All right, or we're not going to allow Mick Mulvaney or Pompeo or Barr. We're not going to allow them to testify. We're not going to allow them to do a closed deposition mm-hmm. under oath. Not. You know, not before Congress, just, you know, like like Clinton did. Okay? He's not going to be able to claim executive privilege because if he does, what happens? It goes to court. Okay. You're going to start, you start with the district court, then appellate court, then the Supreme Court. Okay. Get the subpoena documents then. They're going to, they're going to, he can try to do, he's going to claim the same thing. Mm-hmm. With that, executive privilege. And the exact same thing would happen. Takes to court. You're going to have FOIAs, uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, lawsuits that are brought. It's called a FOIA law. Okay? Mm-hmm. District court, appellate court, Supreme Court. And each time along the way, as has happened so far, they're, they're still waiting for McGann. Mm-hmm. Okay? But a judge is going to rule. And the judge is going to say, crime fraud exception, at which point the president will appeal to the appellate court. And they're going to say, no, they, these documents, they've been subpoenaed. It's a legal subpoena. He has been subpoenaed to testify. That is a legally binding subpoena um, by the United States Congress. Failure to abide by that is punishable by contempt of Congress and imprisonment, fines, and blah, blah, blah. Going to appeal it. And it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And John Roberts is, okay? And John Roberts, at all, at that point, mm-hmm. are going to be faced with a very interesting conundrum, particularly Kavanaugh and whoever the other guy that, you know, should have been ours. Merrick Garland. Garland. Yeah, but Garland didn't get on, yeah, Garland didn't get on the court. No. Yeah, it's the guy who got on instead of him. Okay. Oh. Some other guy. Doesn't matter. There's now two out of the Supreme Court justices were put there by the man, okay, by the president. Mm-hmm. They are actually going to 
be put in a position to rule on guilt or innocence of a of it. Okay, because that claim, the crime fraud exception, is the door that gets opened and allows all this stuff to to come out because they're going to say, look, this has nothing to do with, with this isn't about protecting sources mm-hmm. abroad. This isn't about protecting um, vital national interests that, if divulged, could uh, represent a danger to the nation. To mm-hmm. the nation. It only represents a danger to you, motherfucker. Right. And we don't, that's, that's not what we rule on. You want strict constitutionalists? Mm-hmm. That's why he's not going to claim it. He's claiming unilateral exemption. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Unilateral. We don't have to say shit. Guess what? What shocks me is that all these people seem to think, like Ted Cruz, like Devin Nunes, like Sean Hannity, like all these people, that the truth's not going to come out. Okay? There was uh, the day during, during this whole fucking impeachment trial, not trial, Mm-hmm. Sham trial, hoax. It was a hoax. Talk about a hoax. Yeah. That, there's your hoax. Okay. While that's going on, Pompeo is in Ukraine mm-hmm. meeting with Zelensky. Mm-hmm. The Ukrainian, according to the New York Times, Ukrainian officials are angry that the Americans have granted Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, two visits with Mr. Trump in the White House, most recently in December. Mm-hmm. Just now. In reviewing his request for a meeting Friday, uh, renewing, excuse me, in renewing his request for a meeting on Friday, so this is a week ago Friday. No, this is Friday. Okay, Mr. Zelensky said, quote, if we, have Im- if we have an important subject for this conversation other than strategy and tactics, but important things we can negotiate over, something to sign and that I can bring back then I am ready to go and meet with the president in the Oval Office tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But he's caveating it mm-hmm. because Pompeo's sitting right next to him. If Trump loses, when Trump, please, Hashem, oh my God. I, I know. call out your Baruch name. Hato Adonai. Hashem in the hizzy and preferably hopefully in the voting booth as well in November. Once there's a new president, and this guy gets a new team in there, and they go over and say, what do you need, pal? We're on your team. You want to fuck up Putin? We want to fuck up Putin. Fuck Putin. Right mm-hmm. now, we're engaged in Putin's southern strategy. This is Putin's version of the southern strategy. Oh, they, those guys never they never foresaw the internet. They never foresaw instantaneous, widespread information and misinformation. Mm-hmm. They didn't see that back in 64. Vladimir Putin's only taking advantage of the groundwork that the Republican Party laid down there sure. for him. On his, just laid it out, the, the yellow brick road, okay, mm-hmm. for the last 50 years. And now they want to complain? It's your fault. The country's so divided. Yeah. You guys were the ones that took advantage of it. And then Russia decided that they could take advantage of that. Now you want to complain? Hey, Lincoln Legacy, fuck you. <laughs> Where were you during Reagan, you fucking assholes? He's screaming about the farmers then, even though 
He literally, he literally, in the first four years of the Reagan administration, there were more single-family farm foreclosures in four years Mm -hmm. than there had been in the previous 200 years of this country's existence. Oh, you sound like a communist. Combined. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess what, though? Reagan's Reagan's the man. So guess what? In the next four years, he broke his record. He wiped out the single-family farm industry. Mm-hmm. It took us 30 years to get it back again. Now mm-hmm. you want to complain? Didn't you hear complaining about it then, you fucks? The Lincoln legacy. Fuck you. Okay. Don't climb on a bandwagon now because, you know, it's just, he crossed the line. They, you, guys have been, you guys literally made your bones cross in the line. You guys don't exist unless Goldwater and Wallace said you could cross that line unless Nixon and Rove and Gingrich said you could cross that line. Unless Reagan and Baker, the re- all these guys said, go ahead, mm-hmm. cross the fucking line. Unless you thought to yourself, you know, Bill Buckley sounds perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> he sounds reasonable to me. That's a reasonable man. Mm-hmm. Roy Moore. He sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> My favorite. Moore sounds reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. He's reasonable. Where were you back then, you right. fucks? Right. I am sick and fucking tired. Of, they should come out right now and say, Lincoln Legacy, we blew that one 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. The Republicans are not the party of Lincoln. Lincoln freed the slaves. Right. Trust me when I tell you this. The Republicans... Did yes. not. And they ain't the party of Roosevelt either. They ain't the party of Roosevelt. You guys are racist scumbags right. who have gone out of your way to divide the country for your own selfish, greedy means. And what Trump is is the manifestation of what happens when you get a guy who's got all kinds of nasty shit all over the world and people all over the world now find themselves in a position mm-hmm. to influence American elections, right? Okay, from you know, from a secret bunker, yeah. Okay, in 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 Stalingrad, right? It's like Rocky and Bullwinkle with fearless leader. Yeah, yeah. Thank Took you. Over. This is it. Yep. Okay. This is, and you know, I didn't hear you guys when Barack Obama was. I didn't hear you guys complaining when the Tea Party arose out of what racism when they were oh, carrying yeah. those pictures. I didn't hear you guys screaming back then about the fact that these people just simply didn't like a nigger in the White House. That's yeah. it. Yeah. This is my party with Buttigieg. My problem with Buttigieg, by the way. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's too young. But second of all, put him in the office. Great. Mm-hmm. Now it's just going to be that's, that's the gay they guy. Right. Coalesce around the fag. Right. Right. In the office. That's right. what they'll do. Mm-hmm. The problem we face, unfortunately, is that we have to run somebody and be cognizant of mm-hmm. what's going to come from them the minute we do. Bernie, socialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Venezuela. I know. Look at Cuba. I know. I know. That's what's I coming know. with that. I know. I know. Buttigieg, he's a faggot. Yep. Biden, Hunter, Burisma, Black. Right. Uh, okay. Right. What are you going to say about Goldberg? He's a Jew? What are you going to say about Goldberg? Stop and frisk? Stop Goldberg. It. Okay. I can't Bloomberg. wait. Guns. Bloomberg. Be, it'll be Bloomberg. The gun thing. Guns. Yeah. Okay. But I, I can't wait one day. To hear them complain about stop and frisk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It ain't going to be them. Try and spin that one. You it ain't going to be them. That, they're not going to bring that up. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. 
President Bloomberg gets in office. Mm-hmm. And he sends his emissary, Amy Klobuchar. Okay. And she goes over to Zelensky and says, we're on your team now. Mm-hmm. Feel free to say whatever you want about the previous administration. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear that from me, of course. Right. I got nothing to say. But you're free to say whatever you want. And I can promise you, he will. If he thinks it's going to help him defeat Russia, which we want. Some of us do, not so, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. Fox News is the televised version of the Southern strategy. Sure. And Donald Trump is the ultimate manifestation of what happens when the machine become self-aware. Was it? Uh, Skynet. Skynet. When the machines from Skynet, the southern strategy of the mm-hmm. Republican Party, okay, when they become self-aware. Megyn Kelly wants to say, Mar- these aren't, they're not racist, they're marginalized groups. Let me tell you something about marginalized groups. Mm. Megan, honey, baby, let me tell you something. Sweetheart, my love, my dear, okay? A lot of them are marginalized for good reason. Mm-hmm. You don't think that the Aryan uh, Brotherhood should be, uh, you, you consider them marginalized? marginalized yeah. Are they marginalized? You think the people that, that literally kill abortion doctors, they're a marginalized group. That's just a, a marginalized group. You think these people that want to walk around with their guns on Martin Luther King Day, because that's the day we want to have our pro-gun rally. Mm-hmm. You think that those people are a marginalized group? That's mar- They're marginalized? What they-, they want to sit at the table? Mm-hmm. What fucking table are you eating at, bitch? You know, seriously. You want marginalized? Okay. I got marginalized for you. Let's set up the lunch counter now. Why don't we try setting up that lunch counter in in, uh, in Alabama now mm-hmm. and see who's marginalized, you cunt. You lousy, two-bit cunt. Okay. There is no other. You can't come out. And she's trying to. She was saying CNN is just the DNC's lapdog now. <sighs> Let me tell you something, honey. They're not the lapdog. What they are is they're telling the truth. Right. That happens to make them appear like a right. lapdog because the Democrats right. aren't lying right to your face. Right. How much cognitive dissonance, how much Dunning-Kruger reality do mm-hmm. we have to sit through? A lot. A lot more. This is what happens. Everybody out there in the Republican Party, George Will, uh, what's his name? I can't remember who it was. A uh, guy from uh, the uh, Wall Street Journal, he said, not forever, but on February, but on Wednesday, we are all Democrats. Wednesday is when the, the, the votes come. He said, we are all Democrats. It's a hardcore Republican. Mm-hmm. Hardcore, 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 hardcore op-ed, Wall Street Journal, fuck Democrats, laissez-faire. I hate mm-hmm. niggers, too. But he said, what they're doing is wrong. The evidence is there. You can't say, sure, he did it. But it's just not impeachable. Oh, yeah. And just so we can finish this off, this is what we're witnessing now. And this is how they're playing it. And this is how they played it in the well of the Senate. And it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. 
among all the other things. I mean, Dershowitz is one thing, but what they did is they are making a case. They're trying to make the case. Their 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 strategy is to say what they're doing is trying to invalidate an election by the people. Yeah, you. They're taking your sixty-two million people. Sixty-three voted for Hillary. Right? Yeah, that's irrelevant. I know. He won. We we're not invalidating yeah. no. him. We're saying that once he won, once he got into office, then he did some nasty shit. And really, what he's doing right now is nasty shit that is directly being used so that he can win the next election. And what you're saying is you can't get rid of him in office. The way to do that is through the elect through the election. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? Right. I what? Mm-hmm. Which I'm, hold on. What? The election he's going to cheat on. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar Alexander. Put me in a room with him. I don't care how old he is. I will kick his false teeth down his fucking throat. Mm-hmm. He's a bitch. He's a bitch. And all of these people, this is the, the war cry. You, the people, they're taking away your vote. Mm-hmm. It should be left up to the people. You, they're, they're validating. This is Sean Hannity. Mm-hmm. Night after 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 night. Better you than me. Every night. Every night. Every night, his opening monologue is the scariest thing you will see on television. It's, it is, it's, it's literally, you know what it is? It's indoctrination tapes. Mm-hmm. This is Scientology. Mm-hmm. He is L. Ron Hubbard for Republicans. Follow me. Mm-hmm. He is whoever, the, he's Tom Cruise to L. Ron Hubbard. Mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard's, okay? All right, I got but, it's all the people, and this is what scares, okay? This is what scares the senators. This is what scares a lot of the op-ed people. This is what scares the entire GOP caucus in the House, okay? And I'll tell you something. It should. It scares them for the exact same reason that it scares us. These people scare the shit out of me. You spent 50 years Riling, riling them up into a foam at the mouth, arm to the teeth mm-hmm. mob. You have given them a platform to coalesce. You have legitimized QAnon and the rest of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. You have the Blaze television. Right. You have these people that are, the great one, Levin. The mm-hmm. great one. Yeah, Mark. Mark Levin's Levin. a fucking pussy. Mm-hmm. I'll debate Mark Levin cold. Cold. Mm-hmm. I'll do it cold. I'll debate any Gutfeld. Well, you, any know, I, I, you know, I've challenged them all to a duel, right? Yeah. I'll debate any. I'll give, And I'll give them every advantage. I will give them a selection of subjects. They can choose any one they want. Economics, healthcare, guns, foreign policy. There you go. There's right. Immigration. Mm-hmm. Five. Pick any one. I'll let you go first or second. I know they're going to want to go second because they don't have a proactive argument. Everything about them is about trying to, you know, scream and yell at you about what you had to say. What about, what about, what about, mm-hmm. what about? They don't have the affirmative right. defense. A defense, right. And Trump is now, at this point, offered an affirmative mm-hmm. defense. He's trying... 
Okay, you can't do that in a court of law. I'm, so, I'm sorry. If you're going to offer an affirmative defense, you have to have evidence to back it mm-hmm. up. Otherwise, you simply defend yourself against the accusations of others. Mm-hmm. But he's now, you know, the the metamorphosis mm-hmm. of the uh, of of Trump's defense. He didn't do it. This is mm-hmm. one of those great things. It's like the oh, law, I know. This is the law and order thing. I didn't do it. Right. Okay. But if I did, I was uh, I was temporarily insane. Right. That's the law, that's the law mm-hmm. and order. I didn't do it. Okay. Now, yes, I did do it. No, they I keep moving the goalposts. I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. I, I did it, but it was uh, but it was okay. It has metamorphosized, mm-hmm. and it is now. But they made this mistake now. Mm-hmm. This is this is the big problem the Republicans have made, and they made it not because they're you know I said this on the last show that that Donald Trump uses Twitter like uh, Truman used nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, every single one of these people is afraid of speaking out against him and waking up tomorrow morning to find out, you know, what their new nickname is. Mm-hmm. What their new nickname is. Right. That's it. I have funny nicknames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's clever. And yeah, Hannity, we do that. We do that on the radio, too. Yeah, yeah, we do that when, you know, in the like school Like dumb yard. Donald, dumb Donald, fat Donald. I don't know. I have trouble choosing between them. Yeah, okay. I don't have a nickname. Fatball dumb Donald. Yeah, I don't have a nickname for him, and I don't have a nickname for supporters. Mm. Okay. What I do have is an accurate... Sad. I have an accurate description of what mm. they are. They're racists. Yeah. I've and been telling bigots. you. It's just the one... You're right. That, you were... I Look, yeah. I tried to fight it for the last couple of years. I have fought it for it's, years, uh, and you've heard me. I know. Me. I know. I've got the evidence. I didn't want to admit it, but it's like that's all it's about. I can't... All you got to be is racist, and we'll I forgive every run, other thing. I've literally... This yep. is one of those things like the uh, the Churchillian line. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't worry about it. America always gets around to doing the right thing once it's exhausted all of its other possibilities. And, I have okay. exhausted yeah. every possibility. Yeah. Right. I've exhausted them, and I am left with the Venn diagram. Yeah. Greedy douchebags, yeah. racist douchebags, and then they yeah. cross yeah. in a fairly big There problem. it is. Right. That's There you it. go. How do greedy douchebags get everybody to, to vote for them? S- start saying racist shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's the southern And they all have their own, and they're greedy not just with money. They're greedy with their they, ideology. Right. They can't guns, say, guns, guns, they can't say hey, vote us in because we're going to screw you over financially. Our tax plan is going to make your life right. way yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah, they can't true. say that. So, yeah. hey, do you, do you hate uh, black people and homosexuals and women in general? Then vote for us because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. There you this go. This is okay. Mm-hmm. Southern strategy. This is literally the southern strategy on steroids. And mm-hmm. these guys, the, the the thing about the Republican Party at this point is that it that's what Fox News is. That ex, I've seen it, you know, drawn with a swastika on there. They should, they might as well just, put, yeah. you know, dispense with the pretense I, already. Sean Hannity is potentially the most dangerous man in America. Yeah, well, every the night, network in general, right? His legions of followers watch him. And the thing is, is he starts off his show every night with a 10-minute diatribe. This is yeah. breaking news. Listen, reality news. reality doesn't matter. Remember, Hitler convinced the Germans that the Jews were communists and they were coming for your money. Yeah. You know, they're they're greedy money grubbers, but also they're communists. Right, yeah. Yeah. Explain that one. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah. I really don't understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because they're both bad. Both of those things are bad. So yeah. they're both of those bad things. Yeah. Us good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. And if the the Hannity monologue is about they're trying to take the, the vote away from we, the people. We, yeah, yeah. We, we, we. We. Us. Us and them. Us and them. I'm going to let all Republicans, I'm going to finish it off with this. 
Okay? All of you Republicans out there who have been conned into this, you are now finding out a very interesting fact of life. And sure, there's us and them. But let me let you know a little secret, pal. Even among us, mm. there's us and them. And, uh, and among us, among we, mm. let me tell you something, bitch. You're them. We don't give a fuck about you unless you profit, unless, unless you can mm-hmm. help out our bottom line. Otherwise, they, they learn when it's too late. They, they learn the hard way when it's too late, like the coal miners. Right. Oh, ooh, cool. right. the road of the, the, the road of good intention, the road to hell is paved with good, good intentions. intentions. Yeah. Not so much this time. Not this time. No, the road to hell was paved with absolute bigotry. Yeah, with bigotry. Law That's and it. order. Law and order. It's all about law Boys, and order. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing that was else. The next thing. And now, you know, the tough people like like Bill Moore said, cops. Mm-hmm. Law and order. I'm for Trump. Law and order. He's a criminal. Right. But, right. you know, and their philosophy is this. Well, yeah, but he's our kind of criminal because, yeah. you know. He's going to help us do crime. Because he hates niggers. Right. And right. we hate niggers. That, there you go. We don't We don't like niggers. Right. We do like guns. We like guns. Yeah. All right. You want to get back right. to the groove? I do want to get back into the groove because I want right. to eat some cookies. Yeah, we're going to get it here. Hey, this song is pretty appropriately titled because they were all in the well. It's Rats in the Cellar by Aerosmith on the Groovathon at SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Big rock and roll music, yeah I can twine and jerk, yes I can I wear strictly continental shoes As you can see, and I got a church, yeah, yeah My real is no secret But for me, it won't ever be told, no, no Now that's why they call me, yeah They call me double low was a fella who was down on fucking floor. Yes, he was, yeah. He didn't have no kind of rhythm. He didn't have no kind of soul, no way. My office put me on his face, and I smacked him down right away. Yes, I did. Like he's a DJ on the radio show.
brother George. Come over here, George. Take this candelabra over to Mother. I did that because I want my program to go over with a bang. <laughs> Like the Matrix, make the record fly, undetected by the naked eye. Don't just feel the vibe, cause your ears never lie. Nowadays, DJs bags the tricks, laughing. Also behind the backs, catching and scratching, blasting. This kid got his craft mastered. Hands is mad quick, like he mixed with magic. Spin it back and forth and grab it, and notice where it is. And they critique for weeks. They be like, how that kid Bob Reese to peak? Pull out the heat and use my technique to speak. It's dangerous. Sit calm and explain to kids what part of the game this is a foreign language. They hold raws and mess in different continents. Put my lyrical contents in monuments and ghetto garments. I rock a towel like a pharaoh. Mind travel, design style like a pharaoh. My fashions last long as a lifetime. Cause I can see the future when the guard right by. They mad cause I manage the rain so long. Like they dance to get money done, came and gone. This is strictly for my listeners on the corners at night. And the sisters that be keeping us right when I be on the mic. I'm internationally known, yo.
that one huh sound that that end part right there that has a definite essence and an ode to steve morse band and there's a reason for that that is larue alexander's song's called wichita town from their brand new uh release lax came out december i think like a month ago or something like that dave larue is uh the bass player on that he is the bass player for the steve morse band he played with the dixie drakes and uh Alexander is uh, one of these guys who's played with basically everybody. These are, you know, they put together this little band, and it's uh, they've been playing together for, for years now. And uh, so it's LaRue Alexander, Wichita Town. The it's uh, the album LAX just came out. It's a really good album. You know, I'm a big fan of this kind of stuff. 
I'll tell you, when I first heard this song, the first thing I thought of was that it sounded a little bit to me like the Sydney Green Street Band, you know, the band that my friend Paul is in, mm-hmm. because the singer, uh, Alexander Innes, okay, sounds a lot like the uh, the guy who heads up the Sydney Green Street Band, Lance Doss. Same kind of voice, that same kind of just straight-up, great rock and roll. Dave LaRue, no offense, Paul, I love you. Dave LaRue's a technician. Not what you can do about that. That's why he plays with Steve Morse. And you play with Ian Hunter. Two different kinds of music. You know, on the other hand... God bless my friend Paul. Four strings. Jocko only needed four strings. Okay? Five-string bass, six-string bass. I mean, that's fine. Before that, Rakim went a B on the mic from the master. It came out in 1999. That was his uh, second solo release. Obviously, Eric B. and Rakim there on the Mount Rushmore of hip-hop rap for me. Those two guys right there. Before that, my brother George. Hey. My brother George. Can't go wrong with Bugs Bunny. Mm-mm. Before that, Steve Miller Band... The Stake from Book of Dreams. That was the uh, album he came out with right after Fly Like an Eagle. I love Steve Morse, another one of these guys. You know, like, they they, they put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Thumbs up. I saw Steve Miller's, or Steve, uh, Steve Miller's one of these guys. I actually managed to see him literally, like, I think it was about 35 years apart. I saw him in, like, 77, 78, whatever the first concert ever at Giant Stadium was. It was uh, Pablo Cruz, Steve Miller, and the Beach Boys. The first concert ever at Giant Stadium. How long ago was this? Stadium doesn't exist anymore. They had to tear it down. (laughs) Then I saw him when I was out in uh, Hawaii in like 2000, I'm thinking 12, 13, uh, with uh, Dave Mason. Saw them together. So that was, you know, that's pretty cool. Before that, this is a really cool clip. And you were telling me about... You know, you were saying, you know, people, your friends, who you're the guy who turns your friends on to music. Right. Right? And Gen- I was generally. telling you, and I said, what's great about, the friend, you know, so many of my friends is they constantly turn me on to music. I have a lot of friends who are music junkies. This is great. Okay? And so constantly, they're posting stuff on Facebook. It was better when I was on the air. The fans would send me music. And yeah. And yeah and, right. But, uh, yeah, well, that's, no, no, no the more. The one cool thing about Facebook is that all these people post all these great music clips, and there's like... Various sites, you know, pages and stuff that, that mm-hmm. you know, this kind of music or that, and they'll, they'll throw stuff up. Well, there's this, uh, you know, one guy uh, posted a, a video of this. It's uh, Billy Preston and Ray Charles from a television show in 1964. It's Billy Preston singing Ray Charles on, uh, on piano. It's like about a minute and a half song. It's called Double O Soul. Double okay. O Soul. First of all, Billy Preston and Ray Charles, yeah, whatever. I'd, I'd listen to them fucking read the phone book, man. Come on. Yeah. It's Billy Preston and Ray Charles. Kicking off the set, Aerosmith Rats in the Cellar from Rocks 1976. Yeah. Rock and roll. I heard one of them is like suing the other members of the band now or some shit like that. I haven't figured that part out yet. Hey, you know, I was reading through some stuff. You know, some of the notes that I didn't get around to. Mm-hmm. I just saw the first. I've seen it now two or three times. The first ad by the DCCC. Here in mm-hmm. Florida, anyway, on local stations. Uh, Anti-McConnell, anti-the Republicans. Okay, good. You know, we have sent mm-hmm. time to get time for them to work for us, not for themselves. And it's got McConnell's face right up there and something like yeah, that. Good. It's about health care costs and prescription medication and 
they've had all these bills, you know, just sitting there, and he's just not mm-hmm. bringing them up to the floor for whatever right. reason. It's time for them to uh, do nothing. Republicans, yeah, do nothing. Repu- they are. I know. Do I know. The obstructionists. You know? Yeah. What they? The only thing they've and done obstructing is justice in, right they, now. They've put in like literally a hundred judges who have no, yeah, who are unqualified mm-hmm. for the positions mm-hmm. they're in, other than the fact that they have these. You know that they're bigots. Yeah, they're bigots and uh, and big donors. Mm-hmm. You know, on the subject of donors taking care of people, you know what it's time for? Yeah, it's time for me to take care of the people. Yeah. To take care of you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, baby. Right, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, nine five four two four seven nine three six two. Any make, any model, bumper to bumper. Dave, the entire ASE certified crew. Still got that little uh, that little MG out there. That little, yeah. cute little white MG. That's adorable. Oh, yeah. It's got some cards there now. That's 65 bet. Oh, my God. I sport wood looking at that. Not as much wood as I did during a halftime show at a Super Bowl. But it's still, it's a 65 bet. It's a cream puff, baby. I was just over there, actually. I had to have him because I, uh, you know, you, you really got to admire a guy. I, there's a piece. There's like a little teeny piece that is underneath the brake mm-hmm. pedal in the car. And I guess... Broke, you know. After a while, after you press it thousands and thousands of times, okay, mm-hmm. it 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 broke. It it rotted away for some reason. So I, from the land, this is a week ago when I did the show two weeks ago. Drive home, pull in the garage, turn off everything, go inside. Next day, I get up. Car won't start. Mm. I just had it fucking tuned up. Right. I was like, what the fuck? Won't start. Dead. Dead to the world. Dead to the world. Dead to the world. To the world. I call Dave. I tell him, well, I don't know what the hell's going on. He goes, call this guy. 30 minutes later, a guy comes over, puts my car on the back of the uh, flatbed. You know, Dave shops like 10 minutes from me. So that was about 11-something in the morning. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Dave calls me up. You're all set. Everything's fixed. Thanks, bye. Click. That was it. Very all nice. Fixed. All fixed. He put a new little, he said that because it snapped, the brake lights were on. All night long, so he recharged the battery for me. All right, put the put a new what a guy a little new little piece in there for me. You gotta love him, man. You gotta love him. Look, you've been there. All you need to yeah, do is walk in the there to know that he's the man. It's the he's real the man. deal. It ain't no gas station shop. Oh no, oh, no, baby. Oh, oh, oh no, real deal. You, uh, it's very easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Okay, right off ninety five. You take Atlantic. Okay, west to the first. Stoplight. That's Andrews. You make the left turn there. Then you go to 3rd Street. That's the very first light that you come to. You go up two blocks. He's on the left-hand side. 60 seconds off the highway. Of course, you can go to the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on the box on the top row. This is Tony C's SoFlo Groovathon. It's going to take you to my page where you're going to see every song I've ever played listed. You're going to see a link to our SoundCloud page, Angel Mucho Mahalo, people, people who take care of us on the subject of which our boy Angel Spina. Okay, you're going to be able to click on the SoundCloud page, and that's going to enable you to listen to any single show you want for free. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. We give away this stuff. Why? You can't put a price on Groove. Can't be done. You can't put a price on Groove. And you're going to see a link. For Precision Auto Works, click on the link, takes you right to their page, tells you everything 
that you need to know. 954-247-9362, Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. And you know that. Of course, yes, you know what that means. Yeah. Time for the drive group. Got some really cool stuff here. This is a guy, you know, there's, I spotted a bunch of bands out there. This is, once again, I was telling you I had that folder with all these songs that I had put in there, and I kept wanting to put them into various shows. This is one I've been wanting to put in there. It's a band called Scary Goldings on the Drive Groove at SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
me a ticket, please. She said, where to, mister? I said, that's all right with me, cause I'm restless. I need to get out of this town.
gonna change when the love was such for me. Got a half brown sugar, and it's just gonna set me free.
The Remo 4. How you like that action there? Peter Gunn, of course, originally 
the Henry Mancini composition for uh, Peter Gunn, Private Eye. You know, there's a point in that where the the Remo Four, they're they're one of these uh, bridge beat bands, you know, the Mersey Beat. And there was a, a show um, in England called Special British Beat. It was like a Beat Club, I think it was called. And they would do, you know, various bands from the time, etc., etc., etc. You could hear the sound that the guitar player in this band, the Remo Four, he gets that Dwayne Eddy twang. In there at one point, I was telling you. I mean, I I'm not sure exactly how many versions of Peter Gunn I have, but uh, when I was working at Tower, Peter Gunn and Art of Noise mm-hmm. did a version of, uh, or Dwayne Eddy right. and Art of Noise did Peter Gunn, and I had a uh, I had a 12 inch of that. It was on a uh, disc that was shaped like a turtle. Okay. Yeah. How did the needle fit on that? It was, you know, it was it played, but it was shaped like a turtle. Okay, I see. I see. To a certain degree, but it was. All right. And it it had the picture, you know, back in. That's the other thing. People were like, oh, what's so great about vinyl? Well, you know, the tangibility of it. I like, Mm -hmm. you know, picture discs and colored Mm -hmm. discs. I have, uh, at some, somewhere in storage, I have the white album on white vinyl. I have Goodbye Yellow Brick Road on yellow vinyl. You know, I, I mean, as stupid as that sounds, I love that shit. Best version of that song, without a doubt, still, to this day, The Pirates from uh, Out of Their Skulls from the Live Side. They do that that version of Peter Gunn, the most kick-ass ever. Before that, Dr. John and Johnny Winter doing uh, Tipitina, um, which is a Dr. John song. That is from a... Uh, like a series of shows, it was called In Session. That one's from 1983. And uh, there's a great, I was just telling you, there's a, uh, there's a great version of uh, Right Place, Wrong Time from that from that particular show. You know, I've got that stashed away for a later date. It's just so good. Those two guys sitting there, you know, it's just fucking amazing. Before that, ZZ Top, Brown Sugar. That is originally, the, the song Brown Sugar was on their first album. So their very first album. This is from Groon Hall, uh, and it was uh, it's they they shot a video for this in Groon Hall, which is like the oldest I have wrote it down uh, the oldest continuously run dance hall in Texas. Okay, All right. it's been 140 years, it's been up and running. ZZ Top is about to come out with a documentary called uh, "That Little Old Band from Texas." And that's going to be released on February the 28th. And they did a number of songs. They, they went into Groon Hall, you know, because it's got that, the acoustics of those mm-hmm. kinds of places back then. Not a lot of soft stuff to absorb the sound, et cetera, et cetera. And so they went in there and they recorded a bunch of songs, not with an audience or anything, just sat down to record. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lot of fun when that comes out. Little old band from Texas coming out on the 28th. And that, of course, you know, hey, I'll play ZZ Top all day long. Before that, the new Nashville Cats. Yeah, song is Restless, Carl Perkins tune. That is from a 1991 album they did. And it's uh, Mark O'Connor, one of my all-time favorites. He's played with the Dixie Dregs. Uh, And uh, Ricky Skaggs and Vince Gill and Steve Warner. Mm-hmm. And they do tons and tons of the, the whole album is really really good. The new Nashville Cats. There's a show that was on. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the Nashville Network or it was it was the uh, the All American Music Show, the Great American Music. 
mm-hmm. show, something like that, and had Mark O'Connor was his band was the backing band, and I played a bunch of stuff from that with like Albert Lee and Ricky Skaggs and all these people going on there, and it's twangaliciousness at its finest. Okay, before like you know these guys all started signing up for like Ernie Ball guitars, they were still playing, you know, and Vince Gill and Ricky Skaggs, you know, God bless them, these guys still play mid '60s original tellies. So that twang is just so unmistakable. I love that shit. And kicking off the set, kicking off the drive group, band called Scary Goldings. Scary Goldings. It's Larry Goldings, man. He's one of these session cats that's been around forever. And the song's called Humble Strut, and it features Robin Ford, who is a shredder, you know, for the last 30, 40 years. The album just came out, uh, also in December, same time as the uh, LaRue Alexander thing. So it's only been out for like a month or two. It's called The Ego Trap, and it's Scary Goldings. Lots of great stuff on that. Lots and lots. If you like that kind of stuff, and I do, mm-hmm. okay, and it's not the kind of jazz that pisses you off. That okay. wasn't piss you off, Jeff. No, no, that was fine. Yeah. It didn't It didn't go down the Miles Davis rabbit hole or nothing. No. Like that. <laughs> you know? Is that, is that what that is? Yeah. Everybody thinks he's like the best thing since sliced bread. I, I, I've... All the stuff I like, I mean, Bitches Brew is great, but everything I listen to with Miles Davis that I like, it's all him and somebody else, like some other musician that I like. You know? Mm-hmm. My mother actually met Miles Davis years ago. I remember when she met him, and I remember her telling me, she's like, he's not there. Hmm. She's like, you know, you look at him, mm-hmm. and he was wearing those freaky glasses, but she's like, she's just, he's not there. Hmm. Now, at this point... Uh, maybe he was high. Yeah, because I, I remember that my mother had in her record collection when I was as a kid, when I was growing up, I was really fortunate to have my mom who had... She didn't have a big record collection, but she had some great ones in there. She had... We're only in it for the uh, for the money, the uh, Frank Zapp and the Mothers mm-hmm. of Invention. She had an original pressing on Verve with the pull-out card. And she also had an original pressing of Bitches Brew, Quadraphonic. Oh. It was a, oh, on vinyl. It was a double record. She had the quad. It was recorded in quadra, which is a big deal. Then, mm-hmm. you know, big deal quadraphonic. Yeah, get my KLH speakers. Hey, that's my, what eight tracks were all about. People yeah, were like, "What was the point of it? They were quads. They were quad, baby." Yeah. So there you go. One hundred and two in the books. We love mm-hmm. it. Come back. You right. know? We'll come back in a couple of weeks to the exact same thing again. We're just going to do it a teeny little bit better by then. The uh, president ought to, ought to be on his uh, I've Been Exonerated. Yeah, tour. Yeah, right. You know, doing victory laps. That's it, you know, self... self our, our monarch. Self-aggrandizement or praise-a-thon. Mm-hmm. His praise-a-thon. We have a dictator now. We're in a he's dictatorship. A, he's a praise-a-thon. Yeah. The thing is, you know, you keep hearing people say that he's a monarch, he's a dictator, he's not. He's not. The thing, what people really fear isn't him. It's his ability... To be able to rile up the other people. That's what they fear. I, I dislike, I don't know if I fear it, I dislike his ability to get away with everything that he's been getting away with. Well, he gets away with uh, it and, because... And his life and, and right now, you because, know? Because, you know, he's, he might be a bigot, but he's my kind of bigot. Yeah. <laughs> Ann Coulter said it. He had me at Mexican rapist. He had me okay. at Mexican that, rapist. There it is. Thank you. At least she's explains honest. It. She explains it all. All the time. She's honest. Yep. That's the yep. rest of these self-serving motherfuckers. And look, pay attention. Yep. Every nothing can be kept secret anymore. It's going to come out. I said this on the last show. I said, you know, what's but amazing is we care. seem to think 
that keeping these things, keeping our our clients, mm-hmm. our clients' trust and secrets inviolate, you mm-hmm. know, which is like the the, uh, the the oath you have to take to be a lawyer when you you know mm-hmm. to, to join the the state bar. I keep my his confidences. That's his mm-hmm. his confidence inviolate. Yeah. Well, that's fine if we think that that's in the best nation, best interest of our nation. There's a whole bunch of other people out there who know what what the fucking truth is, and at some point or another, they're going to figure it's not in the best interest of their nation, mm-hmm. and they're going to let out. They're going to be jack shit we can do about it. And this is a, one of those things, you know. What goes on on the other side of the room can, fu- you know, the president can tweet something at six in the morning, mm-hmm. and by brunch, somebody on the other side of the planet may have decided that they didn't like it. And they'll 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 come in in the middle of my you know my bagels and locks, bring it right to your door. What goes on over there matters over here now. Okay, you know, you know, the politics should stop at the water's edge. Yeah, well, that was fine when you know foreign entanglements. It took two weeks for them on the high seas to actually get to our shores. Right. Now they click a button and the whole world comes crashing down. Mm-hmm. What goes on over there matters over here. People need to see, you know. America first. You know, that's great. That's well, a nice uh, quip. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's got a it's got a nice mm. it's got a nice vibe to it. I think you can yep. dance if you're like a hoedown for a hose. Doctor Seuss warned us about the America Firsters. Yes he did. Yes he yes. did. Yeah, he's very anti Nazi, anti fascist. He has got some of the greatest mm-hmm. cartoons yep. during that political age. Cartoons, political absolutely. cartoons, absolutely. About fascism and hatred. Fan. Yep. If yep. You're, that's something you go online and look up Dr. Seuss political cartoons. He's got dozens yep. of them. Dozens of them. And they are spot on. He nailed that shit. Yep. As did we, of course. We just nailed it. We nailed it, baby. Fucking nailed that shit. So we're going to come back in a couple of weeks, try and do the exact same thing again. Hopefully, we're still going to have a uh, a nation. Yeah, something. We'll have something. I don't know. Our Repo- I said our republic was, was going down the rabbit hole of neo-libertarian pseudo-democracy. Yeah, well. It's unbelievable. These guys, you really got to ask yourself, uh, what do they really think? Nobody's ever going to find... Do they really think nobody's ever going to hold them accountable? Are they all figuring... Just long enough for us to cash in. Yeah, I, I want... You know, That's cashing in is one thing, but if you've been complicit, if you are part 18 USC 381, if you're mm. part of a conspiracy to defraud the United States of America, mm-hmm. if you're part of that... Welcome to Leavenworth, pal. Right so on. I said, I said the new uh, Donald Trump library. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and correctional barracks will all be right. in the exact same place at, at Fort Leavenworth. <laughs> Amen. Welcome. Start looking for property. Start start finding a good restaurant in the middle of Kansas, y'all, because that's where everybody's going to have to go, baby. In any event, we're going to get you out of here with a song that by a band whose name and the song that they sing really does say it all. It really does. You know what I'm saying? All right. You know what I'm saying, right? I, I know what you're the saying because I know what the name is. truth. Right. How's that for the name of a band? Mm-hmm. You know? It's time for them to make a comeback. They they need their... I've, I went through well, the list know. of the bands that are touring right now. It's like, uh, this is our final tour again. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. All these bands that are coming, they're like from 30, 40 years ago. Yep. I don't... I just... 
No, thank you. The who? Hey, man, I like the who. I just, not now I don't. No. The same reason I wouldn't go to the Stones or Elton John. I've seen all these people already when they were worth seeing. I don't, you know, I just one more time. It was such a great, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. Go see something. I don't want to hear you complaining there's no good new rock and roll when you insist on only going to see old rock and roll. Who the right. fuck are you to tell me there's no new rock and roll? There's plenty of it. You didn't seem to have a problem going looking for it. This is the problem with radio now. There's no radio that's willing to do a oh, nice match radio's over. between Just ask the me. old and the new. Yeah, the no, old it's and over. The new. That's why age on morality. That's right, baby. That's the here wave the of the groove, future. Here at the Groovathon, we specialize in a genreality. That's right. A testament to having no genre whatsoever, no boundaries. You got Sirius XM? We're every fucking channel on Sirius XM right here, three hours. We got yep. it all. Sports, news, garage yep. rock, hip-hop, country. What do you want, baby? We, we got, got it for you. I got it for you. We got Folktronica. I got folks from Folktronica. We love it. Right. Folktronica. In any event, we're going to leave you off with the undisputed, uh, the undisputed truth, smiling faces, one of great songs. It was going to be that or Backstabbers by the OJs. I'm going to save that for the next show. All right. I got that one in there. I got, I'm already starting to put together something. I got the opening for the next show. I told you. I can't the, wait. The, the thing, the, 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 the Mickey Rourke. It's great. It's great. Can't wait. It's great. It's perfect. In any event, though, as always, we are super duper grateful. Aren't we? I'm we are. I am, and it's a beautiful day. Look at Look that. At this day. It's going to be beautiful tomorrow, too. I know. I'm looking forward to it. As always, for myself and Gramps Master Flash, That's from Padre me. Los Georges, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom. Of the evil that lurks within Smiling faces Smiling faces sometimes They don't tell the truth Smiling faces Smiling faces Tell lies And I got
live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com.